Good evening, gamers. What is going on? It is Thursday night. You are tuned in to the hottest show around. That's right. PM in the PM with two of your hottest hosts of all time. That's right. Pong and Mav are here back again after a week off. We missed you. and We know that you missed us, but we're here and we got a lot to talk about. I am, of course, Pong Soul, one of your hosts, the man who Mav graciously enough gave the main chair to. It's great to see everybody here hanging out with us. Uh, like I said, we did miss you all last week. I know Mav almost had a nervous breakdown not having shows last week. I did. Uh, but uh, you know what? We're back on schedule. So Thanksgiving is over. I hope everybody who celebrated had a great week. Uh, otherwise, no matter what you were doing, I hope you got a bunch of gaming in because we are getting slammed with games. It is that time of the year. We got Black Friday sales going on. We got all this stuff. But enough talking. I got to introduce the man who runs this entire ship behind the scenes. The man whose empire I am gracing right now. That's right. Fun speculation. AKA math is in the house. Math. How the hell have you been, brother? It's been too long. It feels like it's been months. What's been going on with you? How are you feeling tonight? Let's go. What are you doing? I've been having withdrawals, Pong Show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. We're here. You know, we're back at it, dude. We've been having a nice chill time the last week playing games and stuff. You know, lots of Halo. You know, I think I did a 12-hour Halo stream last week even. You know, I just can't. I couldn't stop playing that game that so controversial, but, uh, man, um, good holiday weekend. I hope, I hope you had a good holiday week as well. Um, between work and everything. I know we already talked about that a little bit before, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, man, it's, it's good to be back sitting here with, with you. Um, I hated not having PM in the PM last week, but it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, Xbox there wasn't a lot of news last week anyway. So yeah, that's true. It was, it was a light week because it was, I mean, what would you talk about? Black Friday, pretty much, was yeah. would have been the only real conversation. That and Halo stuff still. But, hey, man, because we did take some time or whatever, there's more stuff to talk about now. We got we got lots of stuff to talk about. And um, I was telling you a little bit um, before we went live that, like, I almost died today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with that? You said both yeah. you and Caitlin almost yeah, died. we almost died. So. So I'm going to tell you, like, now I'm being, we didn't actually almost die, but you know, like we both are dealing with still like remnants of this, like nasty ass thing that we had a couple of weeks ago, right? Where uh, we had to cancel some shows then too, because it was sick. Right. So we're still dealing with remnants of this, whatever this mystery illness was. Right. So whenever I cough or laugh, right. I start to like almost pass out. Right. Um, So yeah, we had like laughing at we started, we're driving to pick my daughter from school and i was like we were laughing hysterically because i did something so stupid i was i was so stupid um hey, hey babe I, I see you like saying that i need to groom like pong you know maybe i need to uh <laughs> look i was ignoring this okay i wasn't gonna bring it up yeah. but i saw those two going back and forth yeah okay. so we'll get like i'll order some manscape stuff from jez okay <laughs> yeah that's what i'll do uh, next time they advertise it on xbox 2 i'll order some manscaping things from jez so i appreciate the compliment though rick Payne. yeah 
Hey, Rick. Hey, now. And the follow-up, Caitlin. Yeah. I'm going to look extra spiffy next week, okay? I'll spend some time, all right? Now, this is... the. We like almost died. La- we like died laughing because we both almost fainted because it's something you have to be in the moment probably for this. Yeah. But like, all right, It'd so there's this like corner of the of the road, and there is a sign there. Like, and I've I've noticed the sign there several times, and it was about a dog missing, right? And we pa- when we passed it again today, and I just happened to actually read the sign this time, and it said "found dog." I told my wife, it's like. And it's got a picture of the dog, and it says "found" above it. So my wife, that's so stupid. What the hell? Why don't they just like pick up the sign? Why'd they have to tell everybody they found their dog? So I'm just gonna leave it at that. That was that's what. It, <laughs> <laughs> Pongy, I like it took me about two seconds to realize what I did and what I had just said, because obviously <laughs> the sign was put there. But somebody who found somebody's dog and is putting the picture there to help them find it. But I was like sitting there criticizing the people for putting his thinking they actually went and took the time to change their missing dog sign and put a found words on it just to let everybody know they found their dog, you know. And she's looked at me and I was like, yeah, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever said before in my life. And we almost died. And yeah, almost, you know, like passed out driving. It, it was it was bad anyway. <laughs> Had to have been there. We're here though, so we didn't die. Uh, um, and guess what? Oh, God. The dog is found, but we don't know who the owner is, right? <laughs> so that's where that's at. Um. So Pong. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to follow up that story. Yeah. We, um, we got some crazy news today. <laughs> we, we did. I just flew back in from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, check it out, uh, Chorus, uh, the new game that is dropping at midnight local time for all of you people who have a pre-ordered. But New Zealand flights are cheap this time of the year. So if you want to hop on over to New Zealand, uh, even uh, Greenberg does it from time to time, as we found out. So, hey, hop on over to New Zealand, check out Chorus. It is well worth it. But, yeah, we did have some news drop today. In fact, we had to have the wonderful Caitlin change our uh, thumbnail uh, due to the fact that the news dropped. You know, it's funny, chat. Every Thursday, Mavs hit me up in the DMs early in the day saying, hey, what are we going to talk about tonight, right? So he always does this, and I always usually say, ah, let's wait a little bit. Let's see if anything shows up yeah. today. Because it's been another kind of slow week, let's be real. Starfield, Series S, dominating. Yeah, Those are going to be our main two topics, right? And yeah. both of those are good topics. I love mm-hmm. those topics. Xbox, again, dominating. Again, this is not an Xbox show. If you tuned into every episode, you'd almost think it was. However, Mav and I are just waiting for Nintendo or PlayStation to do something. But right now, there's nothing. So there's nothing we can do. We're going to have to wait a while. So there's nothing we can do about that right now. Uh, But Xbox is dominating. So that was what it was going to be. And then sure enough, literally 10 minutes, I think, after maybe 20 minutes after I had sent the DM to Mav and Caitlin had done up the first thumbnail saying that's what we were going to talk about all of a sudden twitter starts getting postings and all the usual suspects out there the great people in this community who keep us informed when things come out started posting about this article GameSpot had just written uh ea uh had a town hall uh meeting 
in which they uh, announced a bunch of movement within Dice. Uh, some of the um, some of the old people we've been seeing over the past week or two, ever since the launch, have been moving out, uh, and that uh, continued today. But the biggest news was Vince Zampella. That's right. The man who is single-handedly trying to change EA, the man who so far has done a masterful job uh, yeah. in pretty much giving the middle finger to EA's upper management and what they usually like to do to studios and doing his own thing and proving all of them wrong. Um, he's going to be in charge. He's taken over Battlefield. There could not have been a better outcome at the end of this. Um, we'll get into it, but let's talk about the article first of all, because everybody's been referencing this article. So it's, it's GameSpot. I'll read this first. Then, man, we'll kind of discuss it here and, and see what we uh, have feelings on it, because we're both excited. Right? Yeah. We're both. That's why we moved the show. We said, screw it. This is the topic. This is the main topic. We're going to start with this. Let's go. Hey, Pong, before yeah. we get into this too much, yeah. I feel like maybe we should, in case there's anybody out there, any any uh, younger listeners yeah. or anything, uh, an education on who is Vince Zampella. Why is <laughs> why is this name so important? Why do we keep hearing it over and over again? Oh boy, how far do you want to go back on Vince? Well, we can go back to Medal of Honor. Yeah. Um, go so back to Medal of Honor, then Call of Duty. Right. Um, Vince Zampella, along with a couple other people. Are, Jason West. Yep. You know, you know, names better than I do. Yeah. Uh, but but again, Vince Zampella. OK, so for people who don't know and Mav can fill in here as needed. But Vince Zampella, along with a couple other people, are basically the ma masterminds behind uh, Medal of Honor series, Call of Duty series. Uh, and then obviously uh, gave those franchises the huge audiences that they once had yeah. uh, call of duty still does, but medal of honor back in the day was a big franchise for those of you not old enough to remember medal of honor was up there. Medal it was of call honor of duty before call of duty. Correct. Yeah. Medal of honor is what started the whole thing yeah. right back in the day. Uh, so again, Vincent Pella was the mat, one of the masterminds uh, behind those great franchises. He then left call of duty and wound up going to EA and giving us Titanfall. Yeah. So again, Titanfall 1, for those of you too young to remember, uh, was an Xbox exclusive. It was multiplayer only, just like Battlefield. Uh, now, Titanfall 2 gave us a fantastic campaign, one of probably the best campaigns of a first-person shooter last gen. Uh, but the first Titanfall was multiplayer only, but it introduced mechanics that we had not seen pulled off in a first person shooter before yeah. uh, outside of even the Titans, which was everybody's dream to hop into a massive Titan and roll around and get into battles. Right. But between the wall running, between the grappling, all of that were new mechanics that pulled were pulled off so expertly that guess what? We got apex legends out of it. And even though I'm not an apex player, Guess what? Apex is one of the, if not the most popular battle royale going around right now. And there's a reason why, because they took everything they learned from Titanfall and turned it into a massive success in Apex Legends. But Titanfall 1 
was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, it came out and struck a chord with a large, large group of people. Uh, it shot to some of people's top of some people's lists as far as one of the best first person competitive shooters out there. It was an amazing game. Uh, still is to this day. Uh, we just found out that they're actually going to stop making the game uh, at this point. Titanfall one, that is uh, they're going to keep the servers up and running, uh, but they are going to uh, stop producing the game and not sell it anymore. Uh, Titanfall two came along, obviously big deal, still campaign again, out of this world campaign, one yeah. of the best of all time when it comes to first-person shooters. Um, people still play to this day. Titanfall 2 multiplayer did not hit the same. Uh, a lot of the people felt that the maps weren't as good as the first one, which I can agree yeah. to some. I actually have more of a problem with the Titans than I do with the maps. The Titans themselves did not feel as powerful as they did in the first one to me. Um but still an awesome, awesome game. And then obviously with Zampello's success, uh, he was allowed more freedom and EA actually got the deal with Star Wars, with Disney uh, to produce the Star Wars games. And of course, uh, we got Jedi Fallen Order out of it. Yep. And that was supposed to be a completely different game. But Zampella basically told EA's upper management, F you, I will not make this game unless you allow me to make it a single player experience. He wanted to make a single player experience. They backed down because of how much success Zempella's had. And because of that, we got Jedi Fallen Order, which turned out to be one of the best games of last generation uh, to many people. Uh, It also convinced EA that the single player experience was not dead. That game single-handedly proved to EA that they could make a ton of money without monetizing a game to hell. Now, is that going to change how they do their sports games? Of course not. It's not going to, but it gave them pause and it also increased Zempella's power. So now Zempella is basically calling a large portion of shots over at yeah. EA, especially when it comes to his game. And we're forgetting go one ahead. more game. Yeah, Ape- go ahead. Apex Legends. Apex. Yeah, I said that before, but yes, go ahead. Okay. You expound upon that because I'm not an Apex player. Right. You have been an Apex player. So go ahead. So expound on Apex. One of the best free-to-play games out there. Like, So just putting this into perspective, okay? Vince Zempella. Medal of Honor, they create that franchise. It becomes a huge, massive success. Infinity Ward, right? They move on. They make, um, for Activision, Call of Duty, right? Becomes one of the biggest franchise in history, okay? They have a falling out with Activision. They move on. Activision retains the uh, studio Infinity Ward, but the founders and most of the all the talent at the time left Infinity Ward, and formed new studio, Respawn Entertainment, who goes on to create Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Jedi Fallen Order, and Apex Legends. So just think about, out of all of those games, one man is the common denominator here, as being in in charge here, right? That's Vince Sampella. Now, to have that kind of impact on the industry and first-person shooters, but also go beyond into free-to-play first-person shooters and also go into a game like Jedi Fallen Order, 
is absolutely stunning. And Apex is, I mean, the one thing about his games is they're always gameplay first, right? It's gameplay focused, and um, there's a there's a certain level of quality that you can uh, expect when there his name is attached to a project. So um, this is a big deal. So we'll go on to what what's yeah. what what's the role that he's gonna have now, Pong? Well, he is taking over uh, basically as Dice GM because Dice GM left today, yeah. and amongst his other roles, he had already been moved into. Uh, the head of Dice LA Studio, right? Yeah. Which is now, why did I just forget the name? Do you remember the name? What's uh, Ripple name? Effect. Ripple Effect. Thank you. So he had already done. They had already said, "Hey, you're taking over Ripple Effect after we launch Battlefield 2042." Yeah. Now, for people who don't know, that's former Dice LA Studio. Ripple Effect is the one that worked on Portal. Uh, the Portal maps uh, converted all the old maps over into the new. Uh, style of map in the new frostbite engine for battlefield uh, 2042 they were also responsible for creating hazard zone which is the other mode uh within uh battlefield 2042 so they had already had plans for zimpella obviously we didn't know they had this big of plans so the dice gm announced his uh leaving today uh on twitter uh, he had put out a formal letter uh, to everybody thanking them for he had been there for 12 years, I think, or 14 years, something like that. Yeah, long time. Um, long time. Uh, but, uh, and he said, uh, thank you to everybody and made his departure. And then all of a sudden we started getting news that Vince Zappella was now taking over the Battlefield franchise. Uh, and not only that, there was actually more to it, but we'll start with Zampella and then we'll move on to the extra yeah. stuff. So I'm going to read this from GameSpot. Uh, today, uh, since a lot of people referenced this article, uh, and it seems like they did have interviews. So let's go with this. This is by Chris Aparia. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounced your name, but Chris Perea wrote this. Perea, Perea, Perea. Yes. So as part of a major studio shakeup, EA announced today, EA has signaled an intent to create a connected battlefield universe. The recently launched Battlefield 2042 isn't going anywhere, but the publisher plans to expand on the franchise in a big way. Much of Activision has complemented its annual Call of Duty releases with Call of Duty Mobile and Warzone. It sounds as if EA wants to increase Battlefield's prominence, and that could include new games from studios, including Ripple Effect, which we just talked about. Speaking with GameSpot, Vince Zimpella, the Respawn co-founder, who is now also overseeing the Battlefield franchise, explained that the intent here is not to replace 2042, but to create a connected Battlefield universe. This is an and strategy in many ways, he said. We will continue to evolve and grow Battlefield 2042, And we will explore new kinds of experiences and business models along the way that we can add to the foundation to provide an awesome array of experiences for our players. In this universe, the world is interconnected and shared, uh, interconnected with shared characters and narrative. This universe is also built with our community as we harness the power of portal and user generated content that puts creativity in the hands of our players. 
uh, end quote. At the end, at this point, the connected universe plans sound vague due to how early in the process EA appears to be. We already know that Battlefield Mobile is on the way from Industrial Toys, the studio co-founded by former Bungie president uh, Alex Ser- Seropian. Uh, and EA recent, recently suggested a new free-to-play Battlefield game could come in the future, though Zampella didn't confirm any specific plans. Beyond that, there is at least one other possible game in the works from Ripple Effect, formerly Dice LA. The new Seattle-based studio founded by Marcus Leto. Leto? Which one is it? Leto? Leto. I think, I think it's Leto. Yeah, I think it's Leto. Uh, best known for his prominent role on the Halo series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile... One of the one of the co-founders, by the way, one of the co-makers. Uh, meanwhile, is working on world building and narrative within the Battlefield franchise. EA's, EA indicated that each is working on a new experience in the Battlefield universe. That doesn't explicitly mean that these will both take the form of, forms of games. The experiences terminology allows some wiggle room for what they will turn out to be. Uh, quote, we intend to build a battlefield universe with one or excuse me, with multiple projects that are interconnected with the player at the center, Zimpella said. Player at the center. Isn't that what Xbox always says? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, we plan to grow battlefield and meet players where they play through various experiences and business models, including our upcoming battlefield mobile coming in 2022 from Alex Serapian and industrial toys. So, um, a lot there actually. Uh, so on top of Zempella taking over Mav, yeah, they announced that we are now all of a sudden looking towards the future, which we had discussed. If yes. you go back, we had multiple discussions on different shows about this, that we thought this is where we saw this going with battlefield, right? Yeah. This was not going to be a one and done game. And they kind of hinted that portal was going to continue to grow. But as we heard more and more what they were talking about, we had the specific discussion that this was just the beginnings of long-term plans for battlefield. And that if it was successful, we could be seeing battlefield grow consistently for a very long time. Well, guess what? Now we have a battlefield universe that they're trying to form out of this. Not only just in games per se, but other content as well. By the sounds of it, they're going to explore that. I personally expect the games to expand. I personally expect some single-player experiences out of this. Um, But we could be seeing TV series. We could be seeing movies. Who knows in the future? This is a Battlefield universe. Again, if you guys haven't figured this out, guys and gals, you haven't been watching the landscape of video games and paying attention, this is the future, okay? Off topic, but same same premise here. Kojima, Kojima Studios just opened up their division to do TVs and movies, right? We've been talking about this for a long time, Mav. Entertainment industry and video game industry, they're they're, they're coming mer- together. Merging. They're merging. Yeah. They're merging. It's not again. Entertainment is changing as we speak. How people look at it and what they're thinking of what it's going to look like down the road. So this. Get used to these kind of big terms when we're talking about universes. Um, there's going to be a lot of games that take this form coming down the road that are going to try to do this. Now, not all are going to be successful, but some of the big franchises, Halo's included in this, right? Halo is expanding. We know this. We're going to see some of these big, big franchises move into this space and try to take advantage of where everything's at right now. So 
we not only got that, but then we find out that they're opening another studio, forming a brand new studio headed up by one of the original creators of Halo, Marcus Leto. And he actually put out a tweet as well. Uh, his tweet today after all this went down said, uh, also, we are building a new studio from scratch in the Seattle area. So I'm looking for core leadership in many disciplines. You have five to 10 plus years of first person shooter experience. That's why I say this one's going to definitely be a game, but it could yeah. be a little bit more story narrative driven. Uh, love the idea of working in the Battlefield universe and want to help build an awesome team. Please reach out. Man, wow. a lot to get through here, man. A lot. lot. I don't think people here. understand like how big this is, right? Yeah, no, man. Um, let me let me let me set this up a little bit, Matt, because we again our history here with Battlefield. So I'm a Battlefield head. You guys have been watching this show. You've been watching Xbox Ultimate or any any of my other shows. It's my main first person shooter. It has been. Unfortunately, it's been MIA for too too long, and I've been on this trip for a long time, waiting for a modern day battlefield and i've said it multiple times uh battlefield is my main uh i'm a casual halo player i know everybody's on the oh. halo train right now it's gorgeous yeah. it's amazing uh you know and, and it's simply one of the best the king is back right but battlefield for me is the game and mav also has a strong strong history with battlefield as well even though he's a diehard halo through and through battlefield he loves as well we've already had some long play sessions so this was a big deal for us. And we all said that Battlefield had to nail this game. Otherwise, at least me personally, I was concerned for DICE, right? I was concerned that DICE could be on the ropes. I was concerned that DICE would be one of those studios that EA dissolves and takes the talent and moves it elsewhere. And the Battlefield franchise could be lost in the wind. Uh, that was worst case scenario. I was very scared of that. Now, Battlefield has not hit the stuck the landing much better than some people believe it is but again that's personal opinion not here to debate that some people you know again you can have your opinion about the game i'm just telling you all it isn't as bad as what everybody says it is all the time mavel test to this as well um it isn't quite the horror show that some people like to make it out to be okay yeah again it has its problems they did not stick the landing i was getting nervous uh, word came out today they lost 70% of their initial player base already on Steam compared Ooh. to launch day. That's not good, people. That yeah. that that that's not good. Okay. <laughs> At a all. lot of them will uh, be back. I, I will say a that. lot of them will be back. Yeah. They're already patching. They've got a roadmap. This is the thing. And Mav has said this many, many times. And I backed him up on this. If there's one company though that can take a broken game and fix it and does put that energy into it, it is DICE. And it is EA. As much as we like to shred EA, as many times as we've seen them give up on games, Anthem, look, when it comes to Battlefield, they fix them. And at the end of the day, they turn out good. Now, the timeframes all differ on how long it takes them. But this one right here, obviously, they're already putting time into it. But the news today changes the entire landscape at least for my thought process about where we're going with this this was huge news mav give the people your ideas when you heard this and you started reading all of this stuff coming out again it wasn't just one thing this wasn't a little deal like at first i was like oh okay well gm's leaving i kind of expected this a lot of people were talking about people leaving blah 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 
And then I read the first tweet and I'm like, wait, we're giving Battlefield to Zampella? Yeah. And wait, we're getting a Battlefield universe? Wait, yeah. I started getting caught off guard a little bit. And then it just kind of kept growing from there. So, Matt, tell everybody, where are you at? What did you take away from today's news? Uh, and is Zampella, as was in our thumbnail, the savior? of battlefield is this is this where we're at now so if so my main takeaway my first initial thought right because when i saw this it was like whoa okay that's a big move that's that's a big move because you're you're taking one of the most popular and biggest name franchises out there you're handing it off to a new leader and it's not just a new leader it's the leader of fps that has created some of the biggest franchises out there right um it was for me the the initial reaction was this is not a doom and gloom of battlefield this is just concreting and reaffirming the investment of the future of that franchise by ea and so it gave me actually uh it it let me feel that my thoughts about Battlefield 2042 were also right because yes, just like every other Battlefield game that is I've ever played, it has launched with a lot of issues. Right? This one, for me, honestly, not as much as some of the others that everybody seems to have fond memories of now. You know why? Because the majority of the time they spent playing those games was not at launch time when they were buggy messes, right? And they fixed them, some of them quicker, like you said, than others. Um, the servers in the past were always crap. They had to add servers. Like, uh, I remember some of these Battlefield games not even be able to play it for like a day or two after launch because they didn't have enough servers and you can't even get into a match, you know? That was the way That was the way it was. Or And when you did get in one, there was like such horrible lag, it was unplayable. Uh, th- that's just the reality of what Battlefield was in the past. And I think expectations have changed from the gamer because games have gotten better and better and better. And we have examples out there of like Halo Infinite having a lot less bugs and servers running a lot better and things like that, right? So people's expectations have changed with, with things. And, and uh, everybody's a lot more less, uh, a lot less patient because there's so much more to play. Than there used to be people would like there would only be a couple of shooters come out a year and be like i'll just tolerate this because it's what i got <laughs> you know what i mean it's what i got yep. now it's like oh if i if this ain't working i'm just gonna go play halo i'm gonna go play apex i'm gonna go play fortnite i'm gonna go play this or that i'm gonna play something that's working you know what i mean so the the patience level's gone a lot a lot less right but this yeah. whole doom and gloom over battlefield right yeah. ea is not phased EA is saying, hey, <laughs> hey, it's our franchise. It's one of our biggest IPs. We're not only going to keep investing in, in uh, adding support for this game and fix it just like we should, and like we all knew they would, or at least those of us that have played any Battlefield game in the past uh, have those expectations, right? Um, just like Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1 and Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 3 and so on, right? Um, yep. We have those expectations, and they are going to fulfill them. And this is 
a reaffirmation that they're not done with Battlefield. They're not done with DICE, which was what a lot of people thought. We even raised that I question. Oh, I did. Yeah, I thought it was about, a possibility. Hey, if they, if they fail, what does that mean for DICE? Well, guess what? They And what it means for DICE is new leadership. Right. That's what it means for DICE. But it's not a new leadership and a change where they're not just saying, oh, we're just going to change the leadership and different creative director, whatever. They're going back in, all in, reinvesting more than ever before into this franchise. So expectations now are going to be even bigger, right? Because uh, we're not only going to get games like this. For those that like Battlefield campaigns, for people that like story elements in these games, they're investing in that solely as a as other projects as well. They are expanding what battlefield is and can be so i like the investment like they, they just see the, i think they see the value of the ip like everybody says ip is king right and they aren't going to let this ip fall by the wayside get destroyed get trampled over because of some issues here here and there they're going to reinvest reinvigorate the fan base and also put the right people in charge because they didn't just go out and get Anybody, they, they they hired within from the proven, the people that have proven to produce and put out high-quality content and uh, get results, right? So they're putting them in charge. And to go and get one of the founders of Halo to lead this story-driven experience for Battlefield, it's bold moves, right? That They're not saying, hey, we're going to experiment with this. We're not going to experiment with this. You saw the tweet from Aleto. He's saying, hey, I'm looking for people that are excited to get in on this because we are excited to be working on Battlefield and, and give this new life, bring in people in, really uh, looking to hire talented devs. He's not looking for anybody. He's, he even put like five to ten years experience or whatever with first-person shooters and stuff like that. I mean, man, they're all in on this, dude. They're in a hi They're on a hiring spree. They're trying to try out uh, different types of media, like you said. And that is not only good for the future of the franchise, it's also good for the game that we're currently playing. Right? Yep. Because they that's their core right now. And they're going to keep investing and fixing that. And it's a year from now, looking at it, I guarantee you, it's going to be a much different experience than those of you that have having issues right now. And I think the issues vary. Like uh, our, our good friend and brother, three bit has he he had a horrible experience he said right which yeah. me and you never ran into any of the bugs that he said he had when we've put in probably about a hundred times the amount of time that he's put in but everybody's experience is different right yeah yeah so you know it's it's uh it's int it's interesting to see how this is all going to turn out but man i'm i'm excited about that move dude because yeah you know, Call of Duty is not the same since they weren't in charge, right? Correct. Correct. Um, Medal of Honor fizzled out into nothing, except the one thing that they when Respawn worked on, which was the VR yep. game that had yep. this documentary focus on it, which they won a freaking Oscar for that. Yep. Correct. <laughs> they wanted, like, I mean, okay. How much more proof do you need about the quality of the stuff that they put out than when they put out one different 
you say, you say crossing media, right? They've already been they already did yep. that with Medal of Honor now once, right? Doing Correct. this uh, World War uh, history Medal of Honor thing, and uh, in VR, and they go out and win an Oscar for like the documentary they produced with it. You know, like I mean, are you kidding me? You know, correct. So, and then they go on and and they just keep producing. So, yes, put that guy in charge, right? <laughs> like, just it just makes sense. You know, hey, more power for you, sir. You deserve it because you produce awesomeness. And everything that you leave, or that for some reason, like that stupid Activision people that were idiots and let them go, right? With the whole controversy back then. Man, could you could you imagine what they could have built, you know? Um, yeah. Under, under that umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, talent. Talent, talent is talent, key, talent, brother. Talent, talent, leadership, management, it all goes That's, hand in hand. And not everybody can do it, right, Matt? Uh, the, no. the thing is, is that with Zampella, he's now proven it. Like, I don't know how much yeah. more he could find on his plate. But, I mean, he's got to be in line to basically taking over all of EA at this point. Yeah. I mean, the guy is nonstop. And everything that he touches for the most part is gold yeah. at this point. And there's very few people in this industry that have the talent because we've seen a lot of people leave a lot of different places in the, in the ship and time marches on and, and the studios march on. And it's like, well, we thought he was like a big part of what was happening, but at the end of the day, it shows that really he, you know, he or she wasn't, but yeah. There are a few key figures out there. You know, we saw the doctors over at Rockstar when they left, right? It, it's a totally different different company now. Uh, and they're having problems getting GTA 6, uh, we've heard, uh, internally together. So a Zempella comes along very, doesn't come along very often. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, putting him in charge. It's like EA skipped doubling down on Battlefield. It just went to quadrupling down. By saying, yeah, man, it's guess crazy. what? <laughs> guess what? For all you people, guy right here, who are worried that maybe this was the last straw for dice. No, 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 no. Guess what? We are going to give you, we're going to put in charge one of the best leaders going right now in the industry, proven leaders going right now. We're going to put him over the entire thing. We're going to build another studio. We're going to go out and get one of the co-creators of Halo, one of the biggest franchises in history, to go ahead and lead that studio to bring some narrative-driven battlefield It almost like, seems like that was a Vince Pella choice as well. Like, yeah. do, do you think that like <laughs> there was like a, a pitch or interview part of this process with involving EA and Vince Pella as far as like this is what – uh, it's like okay we need to do something with battlefield right vince do yeah. you what are your ideas right give us yes. a pitch yeah. right yeah. and i can almost envision it envision it now like this big table full of all these in- executives and stuff like that and vince sempella is going out there and he's like all right so this is what i would do i would do this 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 yep and it's like ea yep. said that sounds great let's go <laughs> okay hey you're retiring um vince Let's go and hey, uh, who do you got planned for this role? <laughs> He's like, well, I really think Marcus Leto would be good because of this. Hey, Marcus, what's up, man? <laughs> do you want to head yeah. up a new studio and uh, involving Battlefield and create story-driven uh, experiences and build, be able to build your own team? Uh, Vince recommended you, and he's like, yeah, let's do it, man. 
It's right. like, dude, I could like see this pitch like happening. Yep. And e- either that or was either it was that bad or right. it was, hey, Vince, got any interest in taking over Battlefield? And Vince yeah. goes, okay. Yeah. I've worked on and Call go, of Duty, Medal okay. of Honor, and Titanfall. They, and go, Apex they go, here's the checkbook. Uh, just send us a memo every once in a while about what you're doing. Uh, but other yeah. than that, just go take care of business, would you? And Vince just went out there and started collecting, right? And yeah. started doing what he needed to do. No, I mean, love to be on a fly on the wall with some of these meetings, see some of the emails, see some of the Zoom yeah. calls that go back and forth. Because I'd really like to see how this goes down. Hey, I hey, think Vince, Vince, just come on the show next week. You know, we'll ask yeah, you some yeah. questions. Yeah, Vince, I just want to get some insight into yeah. how this all goes down. Because to me, at this point, Vince has got free reign over at EA, yeah. right? He's proven, again, he gave him the finger. They tried to tell him what to do in the beginning. He gave him the middle finger, went out and proved his way works. And right now, it's pretty much EA hands off. Vince, go do your thing. Just come back and let us know how the numbers are looking. Right, bud? Okay, that's all we need to see is the bottom line. Right. Yeah. Don't care how you get it done. Just get it done. And Vince is like, got this. No problem. I'll take care of yeah. business. And so for me, the confidence, like I was saying, when I heard this news today and started reading into it, my confidence level just went through the roof because I've been having a great time on Battlefield. I'm level 35. Uh, I'm not the highest. I haven't had a ton of time to play, but I have put in some long sessions. They've already fixed a lot of things. Another patch dropped today. I have not had a chance to try it out yet because again, I, I came home, went to New Zealand and tried out chorus, but they are, they already have a roadmap for the stuff that they're going to work on. We know that ripple effect is working on new portal content. They're going to continue to add to mm-hmm. portal. They have this gigantic map. You and I have enjoyed portal immensely. They now yeah, have a uh, team. They have a team death de- death match mode that they just added last week uh, with battlefield two versus battlefield three. It's fantastic. Steel steel rain. And I played it uh, for about a couple hours uh, the other day. It's awesome. It's amazing. They added um, classic battlefield three conquest. Dude, they are working nonstop on this game and they're going to expand this portion out. And now you have all these other subsets, these other places working on other content that they're going to eventually be able to talk about that's going to add to this universe. And I saw a lot of, I still saw a lot of doomsday people today. Now I saw the angle today already. Oh, God, now EA is going to do what Activision does. Everybody's going to be working on Battlefield. Nobody's going to be working on any other kind of games. Yeah. This is, that's not EA's MO lately. It's yeah. not EA's MO. They've got, they, that's not what they did. They didn't pull another studio. They did when they were making, uh, they pulled a lot of studios to get 2042 up and running, but they are not doing that anymore. They're actually going out and making a whole separate studio from scratch led by Leto to, in order to create new content. So they're not taking away from their other teams. They still have big plans, obviously for dragon age and for mass effect. They got teams working on those right now. We've seen games, you know, EA is going to continue their sports franchises. They are the money makers. We know all of this. So no, they're not going the Activision route where it's all hands on deck, just call of duty nonstop 24 seven. That's not what this is about. However, they do see the potential that battlefield has to get back into 
that Call of Duty conversation and to expand upon what they already have there, make it right, and then go ahead and get some more content out there that people want to get into and create this whole universe where people do have this battlefield experience from top to bottom. And it's no longer that yearly release or that couple year release. It is now going to be consistent battlefield all the time. And again, that's the shift in the industry. We're seeing it more and more. Halo is going to be the same way now. Call of Duty is the same way with Warzone. You're going to have a constant experience. If you want to hop in the battlefield, there's going to be something there for you. It's going to be something new. They're going to be adding to it. You're always going to have a way to enter that game, whether it's the classic way or whether it's through some other avenue through content. And that's what everybody's looking to kind of do right now, because that engagement is what matters now. That metric is becoming bigger and bigger. Guess who started that? Xbox really started that, right, with Game Pass and shifting that. Now, a couple other things here, man. Speculation town. Okay. <laughs> Speculation Where are we town. going with this now? L- let's I, I know go with this. with this. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Hey, um, EA may have not been interested in going back to Titanfall directly, right? They've got Apex. Um, Zampella obviously still has a love for Titanfall. A lot of people over at EA, as far as the devs go, have a lot of love for Titanfall. We as fans of Titanfall have a lot of love. Now that Zampella is the head of Battlefield, we have a situation here where the Titanfall universe and the Battlefall or Battlefield universe, Battlefall, which would be a great hey, name. Hey, there Titan we go. Field. We already got the name. <laughs> you just thought of the name of the game. Right, exactly, exactly. Could we see a situation where these two universes come together and we have an extended, expanded universe, however you want to say it, in which they write in that the Battlefield universe is the same universe as titanfall titanfall just represents the future which we already know is the same universe as apex legends could they be rolling this all into one could we have a situation where we get a titanfall battlefield crossover game or a gradual movement towards that at some point what do you think brother speculation town zampella's got complete control of everything right now on that side of things what do you think uh, dude i really want to say yes and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how it could work right like okay so apex has got all this like really like cool um abilities and things and they got like you got some a lot of sci-fi fun stuff in it right um great actual for anybody that doesn't play a lot of apex like they come out with these like trailers and these little intro videos and stuff where there's like great artwork and great story and stuff mixed in there that kind of gives you a little insight into the characters the voice acting is incredible in apex legends also like the voice actors for the characters and even in game are great so they're nailing story aspects in this free-to-play game already with apex right titanfall they nailed the campaign and what i'm trying to figure out because even though apex and titanfall are in the same universe they're also very different right 
very different types of characters, very different game. But you could see similarities between the two. Now, I'm trying to put myself, okay, it's Battlefield, right? Yeah, Battlefield's history, you got, you know, you got the traditional Battlefield serious games, then, then you got Bad Company, which has gotten a little silly and a little characters. cheesy at it's times. Like, it's characters. Like, oh, you know, God. it's almost it's like best. B, like B action movie style, like, act, like uh, commentary and storytelling in it, which is great. Uh, that's not yes. a knock. Right. No, that's like, top level. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, they could take the best part of the battlefield story we've got so far. For me, that was the bad company games. Okay. Yep. Now you think of that. Now you put it, I don't know how far into the future apex is. Right. Um, I right. forget the years, but whatever way off in the future, whenever apex yep. is, could that be a realm of possibility? Could it be? I would say it could be in yeah. the same universe. I would say it's possible. They could make it work. Um, now, how to do it, right? I think one way to do it is do a Titanfall gameplay style futuristic game. Yeah. That is a huge conquest style battlefield experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The vehicles and the whole nine yards and you kind of merge that because mm-hmm. you're getting that like eight you're getting that titanfall solid gameplay set in the future right and then you, you're bringing battle the whole battlefield experience for me battlefield is a huge open map with objectives right yep and Correct. vehicles and ca- complete chaos all-out warfare right to me that's what battlefield is so could they make that work with a Titanfall where you have Titanfalls as vehicle Titans in there as well? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Think of like the yeah. spawn points. You have fucking Titans in there and shit, you know, like I just, and I, you I'm add, just like, and oh you God. add destructibility and levolution and you add that with the Titans destroying things like early Titans, like early yeah. versions of the Titans. Not it's like, like little, the few. Yeah. Now think about this Pong, right? Okay. Yep. Let's say you want to bring that experience but bring it into a more realistic setting like Correct. battlefield. So you could then have the Titans feel more like that from battlefield. You feel like almost battlefront, mm-hmm. you know, where you're yep. walking with the ad ats and stuff like that. You know? yep. So you could kind of see like where they could go. If they made this type of game, mm-hmm. it could, I, I dude, I, I could see it. I, I could, <laughs> for, I could foresee it. It would need to be in the future. Right. 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 And Obviously. you could really tell some cool stories to get there yep so i i think it like who knows it could be a possibility or they could just look at it and think it sounds ridiculous but man i hope so because i see potential in that and it seems like it's a game i want to play you know yep. like i want to play that i want to play it. well we you know we got the grapple now in 2042 right so they added the yeah. grapple in 2042 so some early addition like you get those two universes merging like you said and you kind of get to a yeah. cross point in the timeline where that early technology it's not full titanfall right but we're far far enough in the future you get some early running maybe maybe some early wall running with some some battlefield uh not to the extent of a titanfall but some early just glimpses of that technology with some really early versions of titans like so 
like again, like like uh, Asteroid Pilot said, there, Tank versus Titan, yeah. right? That that those early matches were those Titans first start appearing on the battlefield, and people, but they're like rare still. It's yeah. not like Titanfall where everybody's got the ability to call one in. It's like a rare experience, but you get that 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 sense of awe when one first drops in the field and that oh shit moment. Yeah. What are we going to do now? Right. Everybody get your rocket launchers, tanks, get out there. Like we got to yeah. take this thing down. That would be fun. That I'm going be... to throw something else in here. Pong. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the characters, you know how they all already have specialists and stuff like that. They already kind of right. went going that direction. Yep. The characters have the, like are like out of apex legends. Right. Yeah. So you're controlling yeah. characters like that, that have all these different abilities. Could you imagine like Pathfinder with the grapple hook and setting zip right. lines and shit on a huge like battlefield map? Like yep. they kind of already do that with Battle Royale, but it's it's Battle Royale. And I think of like a bigger map even yep. with all yep. the Titans and, and yep. tanks and soldiers everywhere. <laughs> and like the NPCs bring that in from Titanfall as well. I mean, oh, man. Like, yeah, man, that that would be cool. Bro. Like I said, speculation town. We're just throwing this out there again. You never know with Vince. Uh, again, there's some love there. Uh, obviously, he has just created these franchises that you know he can. He can. He has the ability to go ahead and work all of this in if he wants to. And if yeah. they, if EA has this vision of making this universe as big as possible, right? You could still have the old games appear, right? We can still eventually go back to an older style game. But if you've got multiple teams now working on stuff and you've got the foundation laid with Portal to be able to add things at will that you want to add, right? And then you keep adding to the, the creation aspect from the community as well, giving input to where this goes, you could see a point in time where all of those universes come together and form into one big one. Right. And you, you've got the ability to do that. And you've got the main brain behind two of the biggest franchises in apex and Titanfall. And then he just takes over battlefield, which again, he's, he's, he's one of the guys who pushed, you know, first person shooters to the forefront, especially the military side of things. So he already knows how to do this kind of work them all together and create this one big experience, massive experience where anybody can drop in and get a, get whatever type of match they're looking for. You can find that in this one big giant universe. And I think that would be pretty damn cool on top of having narrative driven, single player stories out there that kind of expand each universe uh, on top of you know bringing in you know possible TV shows or movies or whatever the case may be, to fill it out and to to really create a massive Marvel type universe out of this scenario, you could do it. Again, not saying it will happen, just saying you got the pieces in place right now uh, to be able to do something like that if you want to. Uh, and the, with the way the industry is going, uh, both in the entertainment and the video game industry, they're all one now because video games are number one in entertainment. What I'm saying is the classic style entertainment that we think of kind of combining forces and and really figuring out that people kind of want to have all of their, whatever they're looking for at that moment in time, whether it be a movie, TV show, or whether it be a video game or whatever the case may be, to have it all in one package because everybody's kind of borrowing from both sides right now. Man. 
that could be something special down the road. That's for dang sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, ja- Jasper's saying that we're like pretty much exp- describing Battlefield 2142. 2142. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's already kind of in place, Jasper. Again, I didn't get to play Battlefield 2140. Did I ever try it? I might have tried it over at Buddy's House. They should PC bring that to the Xbox now that they're bringing back like yeah. the portal. Like, come on. Yes. To they PlayStation. Could. Get out the consoles with the portal. Uh, let people try the multiplayer. That'd be really yep. cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, but big news today uh, on the battlefield front. Uh, I, I could not believe it. The more I read into it, the more I saw. And, and you and I were in the DMs instantaneously talking about it. So it's just, it's again, I know everybody's halo, halo, halo right now. And it's rightfully so. The king is back. It's dominating conversations, both positive and negative um, for many different reasons uh not all of them real but whatever the case may be the king is back okay again this is what halo does when it drops and it's something this special uh it kind of takes over conversations but the other ones are still out there again call of duty's disappeared (laughs) off the face of the planet which is one of the weirdest moments in time in history i thought we were going to have three titans kind of battling it out here i knew halo would be the king i've been saying that for a long time now that that was going to return to form but i thought the other two were going to be in the conversation and and battlefield unfortunately did not stick its landing but we did get big news today but call of duty is just there like it's like whatever so king is back but battlefield looks to be in a good spot i am so happy uh and mav obviously agrees that vincent pella is the one they're going to be leading it into the future and i personally cannot wait to see what comes of this this has got me even more excited now uh for uh just looking down the road as this gen goes forward because man we haven't seen anything yet and battlefield's going to be there uh so this is this is great Great news, Mav. Hey, uh, listen, I'm going to give some shout outs to the chat. Normally we do that in the beginning. We didn't, but we've got a lot of people in here right now. You beautiful people. Thank you all for showing up and seeing us. Uh, we missed you. Jasper, of course, is in here. Crazy Louie Gaming, the man who is literally crazy in his videos. Dude, shout out to you and awesome support as always. Doom, Rape, Doom Reaper, good to see you. Asteroid Pilot, Awesome to see you in here. OCD Gamer, thank you for stopping by. Nix, of course, brother, always see you around. Thank you. Pixel Slappa is in the chat. Good to see you, sir. Uh, who else we got in here? We've got General Spartan 27. Uh, always good to see you in the chat as well. God's Geek, so good to see you, man. I know uh, you are busy as all get out with real life, just like a yeah. lot of us are, man. So it's always great to see you in the chat. Whenever what up, you Cam? Can. What up, Cam? Uh, Anime Heaven, awesome to see you, sir. You always bring it. And I really do hope for your sake, I know you're going to give them two years. I hope we get something that interests you in the battlefield because I don't like to see anybody give up on a franchise no matter what. It does happen. I've given up on my own, but I hope you stick around for that. Uh, Caitlin, of course, thank you again, my dear, for the wonderful uh, thumbnails, as always, the wonderful work uh, that you do for us on this show. Killantis. Great to see you. Uh, who else we got in here? It's Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Timmy's in here. Good to see you, Timmy. Uh, Rain of the Third Eye. That's right. He was giving me the OFK earlier. You know what's funny, Mav? He's yeah. uh, TC off topic, but the TCF merged with Huntington Bank, and I, I forgot to switch over all my uh, subscriptions. So my subscription ran out. I tried to go in there and post my OFKs. And I can't do it because I got to switch over the subscription. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I for- yeah, I forgot to do that. I forgot to do that on a couple of shows. Oh, <laughs> hey, God. Unbelievable. Okay. 
It's okay. I'll let me I'll remove back. you from the list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. So you don't read <laughs> off my name. Three yeah, bit, of course, stopping by. Three bit, we're going to have to get you into some Battlefield, man. See if you have a better time with me and uh, Mav. Uh, and maybe we'll get Steel in there as well. Uh, maybe maybe we can figure out what's going on with you over there. Uh, Papa Woody, great to see you, sir. Uh, who else we got in here? Shizno Elite, of course, my friend. Uh, you are always around. Awesome. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, who else? Monsta is in the house. Saffron, a.k.a. the lady formerly known as Phasma here. Awesome to see you, my dear. Thank you, thank you, thank you for dropping on in here. Only on Xbox, you're always around too. Awesome to have you stopping in with us. Rick Payne, we shouted you out before. Great to see you, my friend. Tony Grasso, of course, brother. Always great to see you uh, as well, hitting up the chat. Um, if I missed anybody, let me know. But I think I've got pretty much everybody that's in here with us right now. Sour Blow Gaming stopped by early, early, early on. Sour yeah. Blow, great to see you, yeah, sir, he, he kind of well. He came in early because he's like, hey, yeah. what's going on? There's, why, where's the show at? You know, <laughs> right. We're, 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 we, we tried uh, to put to, the warnings out yeah. that it was going to be an hour late tonight. Yeah. So We had to postpone um, an hour. I had I had stuff I had to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know. But hey, uh, we're, asteroid we're pilot to answer your question, how big of a group can you get together in battlefield? That's always an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, the way it stands for you can tech, I mean, technically we can have to me that you can only yeah, have a squad of four going squad into a of game four. of 128, you know? So it gets kind of weird, but you can find, you know, you can do the customer ser custom server list find a server, let everybody know the name of that server and everybody can kind of hop in. And obviously you can be on Xbox party chat. So you can have a much bigger group, but it will not break you up. Like you can't have more than four people show up in one party as far as battlefield goes and have stay as a squad. It won't break you guys. You know, if you have 12 people, you can't even invite 12 people. Right. So that's kind of how it goes right now. Hopefully they're going to work on that because that is kind of a big deal, yeah. uh, especially for like the custom matches that we like to do and that kind of stuff. Mav started a custom match one night. So we had a bunch of people jump in a custom match and then it filled out as we went along, which was awesome because we were playing bad company Two the first night that it was out early. Uh, but that's, pretty much what you got to do yeah. right now so it kind of sucks that's still my favorite thing to do is just start a server on there and let it fill in and yeah. play for a few hours and like you can yeah. kind of like change the maps and do whatever yes. you want you know what i mean do like, every, yeah and um, you still get credit that's the cool part like the custom yeah. matches like even if you're playing against bots you still get credit for everything that that one match mm -hmm. we were playing against bots man where you got like i don't know how many kills in the tank, <laughs> in the tank. oh my god <laughs> we were dying that laughing dude. it was hilarious yeah. <laughs> the bots are awful I'm glad they have bots so they can fill out things, but man, the bots AI is terrible. You should have seen it. Mav mm -hmm. was just, I was, I was in the gunner seat. No, I wasn't even in the gunner seat. I was in the uh, commander seat. So I was in charge of detecting people. We were driving around in this tank and Mav must've had like 20 some odd kills because the AI just kept running at them in groups. It was, yeah. it was the dumbest thing we'd ever seen. We were just dying laughing though. Uh, so I think we wrapped up the battlefield. Yeah, it took us a little over an hour. Hey, I like that, man. That was a good, good topic. Yeah, so dude, big topic is worth talking about for sure. Yeah, you know, for sure. Big time. For sure. And I know a lot of people got a lot of negative feelings towards battlefield and I don't blame you. There are problems. Yeah. I don't blindly defend it. I'm not here capping for it as the kids like to say these yeah. days, just cause, but it is better than what a lot of people are trying to put out there. Again, your experience is going to be your experience. I'll never take away from that. Uh, I'm just letting you know that, again, a lot of it is FUD out there right now. There's a lot of yeah. just people. The, the it's cool. The biggest problem cool. is that yeah. with the all the 
drama about it, the game's seventy dollars, right? So they do yeah. give you the chance to try it for the ten hour trial, but if you don't have the best experience within that ten hours, then you're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna go drop seventy bucks. You know what I mean? So I think that the that's the barrier of entry thing, right? Like that that if that it was free to play. Games. People might have a different opinion. Yeah, but right now having to commit to that is is a big commitment. Yeah, you know, so you I got bought a lot the of ultimate edition trash so. that haven't even played yeah. the game, right? Correct. But Correct. so it's kind of like, um, it's you pay seventy bucks, you get you want a certain experience, you're unhappy about the issues that it has, which is right for so, which then leads other people to be like, "Hey, this sucks. I'm not gonna pay seventy dollars for this," right? Right. So I, I get the issues too, Fong. But like yeah, at the yeah. same time, there's a lot of overblown stuff out there that is completely off the mark. Um, I'll just leave it at that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, again, uh, but uh, hopefully, again, they're, they're moving in the right direction. So yep. we had to hit that because it was just it was huge news. So, um. Let's get on to the next big one. Now, we didn't, we weren't going to have a whole lot to talk about this week, but then, of course, Bethesda is starting to ramp up the Starfield hype. Oh, right? Yeah. This is, this is, this is for anybody too young to know how Bethesda works. Because again, I've seen a lot of people out there, even after this week's information, going, "You guys, why are you so excited?" You don't know anything about it. How come they're not showing us anything yeah. yet? We're, we're getting this next year and we haven't seen anything Why yet. Why is anybody How? excited for a game we it, know nothing about? I remember yeah, all that conversation. There, oh, God. And it started up this week again and added to it. Uh, it's a year out and we haven't seen anything yet. Is it, are, are we going to have problems? Is there problems with the game? Is there something going? This is Bethesda's MO. This is Todd Howard's MO. Okay. This is how he works. This is how that studio works. That team does not put out information like many other studios do. They start ramping up towards their big reveal. They don't show us gameplay until they're ready. And it's normally at one big time, which we know they've already come out and said next summer, which means E3 for anybody who does not know that is when we get the gigantic Starfield blowout. Okay. Flat out, this is how they do business. But now that we are closer to 2022, now that they've set their date, Todd has come out and said in uh, interviews that he is confident in that date. That's why they put it in the trailer. And when Todd says he's confident in a date, guess what? It means it's set in stone, okay? All but carved in stone, yeah. okay? They would not have put it in a trailer if they were not ready to do that. Again, personal feelings are, I think they were pushing for a 2021 release. And I think that that when the whole Microsoft thing went down, I think even internally Microsoft was hoping 2021 release, not that they're going to need it this year after Forza Horizon and Halo, but there was still hope. But I think then after it all finally kind of started settling down, you know, Phil and Todd probably had a talk and Todd said, hey, probably could really use another year uh, on this game to really polish it up and get it ready to rock and roll. And Phil said, take all the time you freaking yep. need because... People this don't is your realize next big how baby. long they've been working on this game. Yes, correct. They've yes, been working you've on gone a long through it. Time. You you had a great video months ago about it and uh, how far this goes back. But this week, uh, Starfield uh, Bethesda Studios uh, released 
a sit down uh, with Todd Howard. Um, do you have the names? I I thought I had the names of who else was there with uh, them. It, it was him. Todd Howard and a, and a and a guy and another guy and a, and a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. She's well. She's like the she's like the she the leap. She like the direct like she's like one of the directors right underneath. Todd has been with Bethesda for a very long time. Um, anyways, they had a sit down, like it was an in-house kind of deal, right? This wasn't put on by anybody. This was put on by Bethesda. This is what Bethesda does. High production value kind of sit downs where they kind of have some of the minds behind the games that they're getting ready to release. And they kind of talk about the process uh, and what they are going through uh, and what their feelings are. Uh, and how they they're approaching the game that they're specifically coming out with. And right now it's Starfield all the time. Um, and there was a lot of interesting stuff that came out of this. Um, Mav, for sure. Um, yeah. Todd, again, you and I talked about this in the background. They did during this interview uh, have some new unreleased, previously unreleased uh, artwork from uh, Starfield. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, dude. Oh, brother uh, <laughs> do you do you have any of it uh, I, I can bring i can bring it up and well i, I mean I, I can bring up the youtube uh yeah just bring it, it unless they released it but i can bring up the youtube i've got some tweets with the with some of the pictures in them too as well but uh yeah so they did have some previously unreleased artwork in here but uh really there was some big things that took that i took away from this that mav took away from this um but the confidence in this interview is overflowing if you don't know todd howard's past and if you haven't watched todd howard before he's made his mistakes every human being makes their mistakes he said things on stage before you know it just works is the one that everybody just loves to bring up because obviously ball at 76 didn't just work right it, it was a mess when it first came out now they've spent the time it's a much better experience it is actually a fallout experience now if you go play it, it i highly recommend that anybody loves fallout go play 76 now because it's completely different than when it came out um so he's made his mistakes in the past and obviously bug thesda is a nice name that everybody's yeah. given bethesda through the years because their games technically have come out buggy uh, as all get out. In fact, a lot of the modding community that they embrace have fixed their games uh, beyond what Bethesda was even fixing them. Uh, so again, all those things have been earned, but they have also earned the title as probably the best Western RPG developers out there for a reason. And Starfield is their next big one. It is the third style of RPG that Todd originally dreamed up. Uh, he wanted a high fantasy game uh, mm -hmm. RPG. He got that in the Elder Scrolls. He wanted a post-apocalyptic RPG. Gave us that in Fallout. And now he always wanted to do a sci-fi sci exploration RPG into the universe and what's out there, right? That's the big question. What's out there? And so now he's giving us Starfield. That's why this is so big. That's why this was such a huge deal as far as the acquisition goes with Zenimax. Because if this lives up to Bethesda's pedigree that they've, they've developed through the years, you've got your next big franchise. The first new franchise from Todd Howard and his A-team over there at Bethesda Game Studios uh, in 20 plus years 
So this is going to be huge math. So start with you, bud. What did you take out of this, brother? What did you get uh, from Todd? And uh, again, I'm going to try to find the team, uh, the couple people that were there with, it, with him. Um, yeah. What did you get out of it? What, what did you take away from this interview? What did you see that you really got you even more hyped? Because again, both you and I are hyped beyond hype for this game. So what did you get out of this? What really caused a stir? And for people who don't know, it did cause a stir. People are writing articles this week again about Starfield and all that kind of stuff. Again, this is the beginning of the hype train that Bethesda likes to do. So how did you come away from this? What, what, what were your feelings and thoughts? Well, let me move the. I'm going to move this over to you now and I'll talk a little bit. Yeah. I got this video yep. uh, playing. Um, so yeah, man. It's like, where do I start? We were talking about this before we went live, dude. Like these, the visuals of the concept art, like the, the, the moving concept art that they have at, like at times in this and just the way they talk about what makes their game special. Right. Sure. And that's, what excites me the most is they understand what their games are. And that's what a lot of this video is about. They are talking about how they build their games and what they, the things to think about, like where, how he's talking about, Hey, if you just stand there and watch the sunset, the sunset, right? Like, Hey, nobody may do that, but it makes an impact, right? Like of the feeling like the world is lived in being able to pick up, bottle of water or like a cup as he says right the mug um everything about making it tangible right like a tangible world that you're actually living in and that's what makes a todd howard game and a in a bethesda game studios game what it is and hearing them discuss these aspects about it is making me re hope and realize that that's 100 percent what starfield is going to be it is going to be this grounded experience that they're going to have set. And, and they'd say more grounded than their other games, right? Ground, grounded in the form of like a, like feeling like it's a real possibility. Yeah. More right? science-based, right? Yes. Actual science-based. Science-based instead of like yeah. fantasy-based, right? Correct. And right. It, it's like taking those aspects and then giving you that sense of wonder and exploration, right? Yep. Um, it's a, it seems what this game is going to be about. And the, and the way they kept talking about how grounded it is and how they're, how they're building the world and, and going to all those little details about concept art for all these things. And he talks about what kind of entertainment do they do? What, what do they do for uh, what kind of toys do the kids play with? What kind of all these things? Mm -hmm. And remember how we talk about like, pre-production right yep. stuff that was going on with this game way before actual development which actually started way like before a lot of people realized like going back to right after fallout 4 launched is when the actual development started on this game it's like 2016 right correct and yep. before that guess what this game had tons of time invested in with pre-production with world building, they had been thinking about this game for a long time, and they had a small team doing work like this, building the world out, coming up with these concepts, right? And then they talked about how many people are in their studio 
that have been there since the beginning. They call them the old hats of the BGS uh, alumni that really understand everything that has created their games in the first place. And then hiring people that are or were only interested in the gaming industry because they played a game like Morrowind, Oblivion, right? And now they're hiring those people that really understand what the games are to them and then evolving it. Like, they go into all those details about that and how it's evolving the game but still staying true to what it is. And it gets so excited. Like, when I made that video before, it was... I, the reason I made that video is because I got sick of people saying out there, why the hell is anybody excited about this game? Nobody knows what it is. And I'm like, I know exactly what it is. I've always known what this game is. It's a Bethesda Game Studios game, but it's a space game. That's something I've wanted ever since the first time I ever played a Bethesda Game Studios game. I'm not, and that's again with the whole negative negativity thing, right? Like, People tend to run with narratives and tend to run with things about what their most recent experience is, and and sometimes rightfully so. But you can't just say, "Cause Fallout seventy six or Elder Scrolls Online or didn't didn't click for you," that it means that they don't know how to build a RPG anymore. When it's that's a completely different type of game, right? Completely different type of game that wasn't even. Developed primarily by the actual main core studio that's known for making the big single player games. They weren't even they were helped on those, you know. But that's it was the that's, B team. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not this team, and people just don't understand this, dude. And it gets like frustrating, like to see like all, all this negativity about people. Like, what have you done for me lately? Blah 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 blah. And, what, blah. and, and, like, and what's funny is they ignore Elder Scrolls Online even though that's the most played one, console MMO out there. It's so successful. Right? And yeah. it's so successful. And again, that's not even the A team. No. But they built something very special, but people just ignore that. And, and like they're the going to build something else special that nobody's right. talking about right now because they have another project in the works, which is Please not even... Star Wars MMO. Oh, Please gosh, Star Wars MMO. <laughs> like, but when you, when you look at the Starfield stuff, this concept art, the music... The way they talk about it and me understanding what these games meant to me. Like, a lot of people love Skyrim and I love Skyrim too, but for me, it was Oblivion. Oblivion was that game, right? Like, on the 360, yep. I put that in and, like, I was like, oh my God, this is like insane. This is like a dream game, you know? And we've gotten. We didn't get those on console. We didn't get those on console no, back then. We did. Those were PC only experiences, right? right. And, that, and that we, us console only players, did not get those types of games. So when that game, yeah. and again, Morrowind was for a lot of people. I'll never argue with anybody again. Why? Because those games just weren't something that we saw on console. And so Oblivion, yeah. for sure, for me, Mav, I played Morrowind and it was fantastic, and I was, you know, I loved it. But when Oblivion hit, that that was something yeah. incredible. The reason I made that video is because I was like, all you people that are saying you don't know what Starfield is, you've been ignoring all the things that we know about about it, right? You can't discount the history. You can't discount all of the interviews, the information that's out there, which we have already had for years, right? And then it was awesome as I saw other interviews and stuff. Like I saw other things after that come out from some other people that were starting to be like, yeah. 
uh, there is some information out there like about Starfield and what we know about Starfield so far. And then guess what? When that trailer dropped, everybody was now on the Starfield train, right? Oh, this is different. Oh, they're making a single player RPG. Okay. Who would have thought, (laughs) you know? And, and man, when we see this stuff, like they're deep, like you said, they're going in into this like full, um, on marketing behind the scenes mode, like interviews and dude, like the way like you get their passion comes through. Right. That's the one thing about Todd Howard. Like not everything is always clicked when he talks right uh, about right, like right. what we actually get to experience. He has a little bit of that Peter Molyneux in him. Right. Like cause, cause he's a dreamer, right. He's a creative, the best, the best do uh, let's put it out there. The best do do that. Right. Yes, Kojima is the same way. Again, their visions are so big mm-hmm. that a lot of times they get wrapped up in that excitement when they talk about what they're making. And then when it, when they get down to the technical aspects, it's just not possible. But I give Todd credit on this one because he had this dream 25 years ago. He's been thinking about this game, but he knew the tech wasn't available to him to do yeah. this. So he yeah, waited until this time. He waited. It, they waited and it, it became available. And the tech that they've been building for this, guess what? They're going to use on Elder Scrolls 6, right? Yep. And if you want to talk about being excited, right, beyond Starfield, there's only like as a few things that I love about as much as Halo. And it's it's Bethesda Game Studios RPGs, right? Especially the Elder Scrolls series. Um and I don't know. Some that's about it. Honestly, I mean yeah. it's like that's like one well Splinter Cell. The other one would yeah. be Splinter Cell, okay? Um but man like to see all this stuff, it like it just actually a hundred percent physically gives me chills, dude. Mm-hmm. Like e- even talking about it, my excitement and what I know that this game is going to be gives me freaking chills. And I I hope that people understand like what they're creating, right? Yeah. Like it, it's going to be a. There's not. We have never played a game ever that is going to be like starfield that that's like starfield right that's just a hundred percent i i will tell like it's going to take inspiration for lots of different things but there's never been a grounded realistic game that it has this much investment put into it that is going to be this fully fleshed out where you're going to explore different planets and all this stuff with the story driven narrative and storytelling world building of a Bethesda game studios game. This is going to be the first time ever. We are really going to get to do that. And dude, I'm a, I'm freaking pumped for it. I want to also, because I, I did miss the super chat. Hey, yeah, cool. it's my easy. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. I super appreciate you. It said EA sold me a broken cottage apex game with the battlefield name on it. R.I.P. Battlefield, my favorite franchise. I will miss you a lot. Hey, um, everybody that feels the way they do, uh, appreciate the super chat, and you know, um, hopefully yeah. they win you back someday with with Vince on on board and, and something new in the future. But man, um, back to Starfield, dude. Like just that yeah. the, that, that artwork. Mm. Yeah, music. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh, dude. What 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 was the main takeaway for you from that whole interview? Yeah, uh first of all, it was uh Todd Howard, uh Angela Browder, uh who is the studio director, which yeah. I was close on that directly underneath Todd, uh and then art director uh Matt Carafano. Um those were the three that sat down for this. And so they, those are like old veterans of the studio. Veterans. Yeah. Veterans of the studio. Yes, correct. They've been with Todd for a very long. That's why it's so interesting when you see Todd sit down with his own people and they do these internal talks, right? It's so comfortable. They're they're yeah. friends. They they've yeah, been like doing this friends, family. Right. Right. Family. They attend each other's weddings and that kind of thing. Right. That That's how Bethesda Studios and you got to love those stories, man. When studios have been around like that, we've seen so many studios come and go through the decades, uh, especially for us old gamers uh, where everybody's broken up to see a studio like Bethesda create so many iconic franchises together and a lot, so much of the core together. Like, it, it it is insane. Like when Pete Hines and Todd Howard like did that interview uh with Phil uh and uh Major Nelson, dude, it was like a bunch of drinking buddies. It was like you and me yeah. and Steele and, and Psycho and, and Caitlin and everybody just hanging out talking games, right? That's how it is because mm-hmm. they've been doing this for so long and they are our our friends and and as close as family uh many of them and that that's what's so cool to see this so this interview right here again solidified everything you said Mav, and it's it's awesome to hear you say that it gives you the physical um chills uh when when you look at when you watch this stuff because that's why i jumped in this community because i thought i was like one of the only people out there that still got excited about stuff like this but this for me is huge like i'm i'm if you if i had to choose i'm more of a high fantasy guy but sci-fi is right there for me, right? Sci-fi is the exploration of space. The unknown out there in the universe is huge for me. And so the Star Treks, the Star Wars, those iconic franchises have, have grabbed me and got a hold of me for so long in my life. Uh, just, just the unknown. And I think that was the big thing. And I, Benji kind of gave a Benji sales shout out to Benji sales. Awesome member of the community. Um, he gave kind of a breakdown, you know, some of the things that he highlighted, which was the realistic science-based world, which we talked about. Exploration is a huge focus. The main question being what's out there. Todd specifically talked about that in this video. He said, kind of, you know, go around and, and when you're talking about a game and, and brainstorming a game, you kind of ask everybody what their what's our main fo- or what's our main question? What are we trying to answer with this game? Or what 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 is the main driving force behind it? And he said with Starfield almost to a person, it was what's out there, right? What's out there? Uh, that's that again, you could not speak more music to my ears than just saying that because that's what I yeah. want to do in this game. Um, different, uh, different from other Bethesda games, but still similarities that goes back to the science-based uh, kind of aspect of it. Realistic science-based worlds that they are talking about here. Uh Todd talked about bringing in different uh, mechanics than they've ever done in other games before. And I'm sure that has to do with gravity. I'm sure that has to do with, you know, as small things as like oxygen intake uh, off of your, you know, your spacesuit, uh, all that kind of stuff, stuff that they've never really had to consider before or only touched on. You know, we've seen a little bit of that in fallout, depending on, you know, toxicity levels, all that kind of but they're trying new mechanics. They're going to be doing new mechanics for the first time in this game. Uh, but he 
he did say you're still going to be able to touch everything in the world, just yeah. like you expect to. So if you want to grab, like a lot of people like to collect things in Elder Scrolls and Fallout, right? I'm a hoarder. Uh, I hoard everything. Care My chest is ridiculous. And, and everything. I, I don't do the pots and pans things, but there are people out there who do that, who have to grab and, and take every coffee mug they see, right? Or, every, or you know, whatever the case may be, or plates or whatever the case. So, but he said, you're still going to be able to do that in this game because that, that's vital. That's like one of their core points that he loves in gameplay because it brings, uh, it brings the player closer to the world if you can interact with, you know, all the objects that you yeah. see on the screen at the, you know, so that they're still going to have that kind of stuff, but there are going to be new mechanics involved. Um, expectations. He, he reaffirmed the fact that, Hey, expectations for games have increased since yeah. they've been making games and he realizes that. And so they've raised their own expectations internally as to far as what they're going to bring a game again, saying all the right points right talking about all the right stuff um todd went on to talk about how he understands one of the biggest parts of their games is that these are going to be worlds that people explore for hundreds of hours at a time again anybody worried that they were going to cut down on the size of starfield don't worry (laughs) they know what they got going believe you and me todd and the rest of that team want a 10th anniversary starfield edition just yeah. like they have a 10th anniversary edition of Skyrim, right? They I think they're going bigger, that. way bigger than Skyrim yeah. because of the, I think even so the amount of dialogue. Correct. Even the amount of dialogue says that they are going to take this up to another level when it comes to that. Uh, Todd talked about, and these, these are some of the things that I love to hear from him because he gets it. He said that some of the best parts of their games are the adventures that on your first playthrough that you don't go and do but you go back and discover again when you're replaying or you're going back through and playing all those side quests that you don't find right on top of what you brought up, Mav, which he talked about just sitting there and letting the world pass you by and watching a sunrise or a sunset or a moonrise or whatever the case may be, but just being able to sit there in that world and have that moment, right? That's what it's about to be a Bethesda RPG. So again, he's keeping the core of what makes everything about Bethesda games great and just putting it into a sci-fi experience, which just opens up even more possibilities due to where you can go, how much you can see, and what you're going to be able to actually explore, accomplish, find, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's what excites me here. We still don't know like how many plants we're going to go visit. We don't know if it takes place in more than one star system. We don't know any big questions, but we're getting there, right? But he's already talking my language all over again because as I play back through Skyrim, these are the things that I'm re-experiencing. I'm falling in love with Skyrim all over again because I gave it so much time in between gameplays. But anybody who doesn't know why Bethesda holds this kind of reverence and why Todd Howard holds the reverence and why I call him God Howard jokingly, uh, amen, bless his name, uh, is because you go back through, go back through a Skyrim and replay it. Again, there's something that you don't still to this day, even though people have tried, there's something magical you don't find anywhere else in those games, right? It's just something special. So as of the interview, it has a character. The the world itself is right. And the randomness of the world and the things that you can, again, 
I can't explain it. It's something that it has to be experienced. It, it, you know, other games have done it well. Red Dead Redemption did it well as well. Just pick a spot. And if you just want to go walk to that spot and find out what happens along the way, you can do that. And there's not many games that pull that off and keep you entertained. But yeah. in a game like a Bethesda RPG game, you can do that. You can just pick a point on the map. You don't even have to look, pull up your map and pick a interest spot or something that's popped up there. You just go pick a random location. I'm going to walk to the other side of this mountain. And I guarantee you something's going to capture your eye, whether it's in the environment, whether it's a random thing happening, whether it's a, you know, a troll attacking a dragon. There's going to be something that grabs your attention, whether the sun's rising and all of a sudden you take a stop and you go, my God, that's beautiful. Holy yeah. cow. That just like something's going to happen to you in that travel. And not many games can do that. And that's what's great. And as this interview went on, talked about Mab, I think you touched on it as well. Um, there's always that first wow moment, right? Yeah. That, 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 oh shit moment is basically what they were saying in a Bethesda game. That's classic. Like anybody who's played the type, the first moment that you walk out into the world and see the world for the first time, it's a wow, yeah. whether it's coming out of, out of a prison out, or out of the family. shelter, yeah, yep, out of the shelters and fallout. Yeah. Or, or, you know, in, in elder scrolls, you know, when you first got free and you walk, there's always that moment. Now Todd said that there's actually two, he considers two in Starfield. Right. And a lot of people were speculating this week on what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, I think most people have probably hit the nail on the head. The first one is going to be when you first get through the opening scenes, the narratives kind of set up um, the beginning narrative and you are on your first planet. And then I think the next one will be when you get in your ship, yeah. talk, take off and you exit the atmosphere and you enter into this wide open universe yeah i think that's i think that's definitely what it's going to be here um i can imagine there's going to be epic music music oh. playing when that happens well they you know again that orchestra yeah. from the the skyrim anniversary go back again i'll tell you it's off topic but not go back if you guys love the classical music and the music from skyrim go watch the entire orchestra during the anniversary uh celebration go watch that again uh and at the end they give us you know four to five minutes of starfield music yeah because for anybody who hasn't heard us talk about this yet every team is different on how they create every development studio is going to be different about where they start when they start the development process uh todd and his team starts with the music first which to me is absolutely incredible that is absolutely just because the music that's why when you go and play a Bethesda RPG, no matter what it is, the music sets the tone in every moment. And there, and like you just said, Mav, guarantee you that yeah. music as you're taking off and blasting in and leaving the atmosphere and then entering space, that that music is going to be setting the tone for you. And I cannot wait to hear it. But the 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 concert that they put on and the Starfield music, again, when I was listening to it, it brought. There's so many pieces in there that bring back sci-fi movies that you've watched. It's crazy. Like I was just getting glimpse after glimpse of any kind of any and every sci-fi movie I've ever yeah. watched. I got a bit and piece of uh, through that music. So that just tells me everything I need to know about this game. But what about these three? One? Yeah. Huh? 
about this movie? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, of course. Do you think they got some music inspiration from that? I can guarantee it. Yeah. Wait until wait until you wait until you meet your first alien civilization in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Runner, of course. Aliens. Yeah. You name it. It's in there, man. It's in there. But just these three again sitting down and talking so candidly about how they go about this process and their feelings on this game they don't take shortcuts when they make these games this is not they try they put every bit of passion that that team has into this and like you said man they brought in fresh blood right they've been around so long that yes they have the core team that's been doing this for a long time but they got this fresh blood they got these fresh perspective from from people who may have been playing their games as kids are now growing up and gone into the industry and joined Bethesda Studios with the same love for those games that those old hats have but they're bringing new perspectives. Again, another exciting thing too, man, they were talking about the details, right? They're talking about because it's it's real science-based stuff, that they're parts of their team, when they're going and figuring out how, you know, what the kids would play with, obviously, in the future and that kind of stuff. But then they showed some of like the big, like construction zones within the plants, like constructing starships. And they went to different places and learned how, something that gigantic would work as far as the machinery, the cranes moving and all that kind of stuff. And then being able to bring that back, get the artwork team to draw up schematics and draw up art that would kind of represent where they're going with. And then obviously the devs themselves getting the graphics together and figuring out how the mechanical pieces are going to, that's the detail that they go into with these types of games. And Starfield guarantee you is going to be their most detailed game ever just due to the fact of the, of the actual uh, setting that they're in that everything has to look and feel like it would be something that could happen in real life and that people would yeah. be able to say hey i could see this in the future being real right i could see this actually working this way and that's what they want to give us uh in starfield bro i'm telling you 11 11 22 it's yeah. less than a year away uh, you know, one year from now, we will have had the game for basically what three weeks, uh, two and a half, three weeks at this point. It's gonna be crazy, I, I, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. <laughs> it's gonna and they get be to crazy. play Halo up until that point, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and, yeah, and Halo is gonna continue to evolve, and... yeah. We're gonna have all this stuff again. 11 11 22 is gonna be a special day for me, uh, personally. I, I, again, I cannot wait. I don't buy collector's editions, I will be purchasing a collector's edition of Starfield. Again, yes, have they still have to what's see in that yet, or they haven't even. They even said there's I'm, guessing out there that the case in the uh, first trailer that we got, the trailer we got at E3, yeah, that the case, uh, which contains an actual uh, one of the futuristic astronaut watches, is probably going to be the collector's edition, right? Because they'll have an actual spaceship. working watch. I want a spaceship. I, I would like a spaceship too. Uh, so I can't wait to see what they come up with. They always yeah. do great collector's editions. Uh, but you know, I understand people. We haven't seen anything, right? They could show it at E3 next year. It could be complete shit. But let's be realistic here. It's not going to be okay. There's a reason why Sony wanted to lock this down for at least a year, potentially two years, before Xbox came in and decided to make the acquisition. Right? There's a reason why. There's a reason why Phil and the entire upper management team, whenever. They talked about the acquisition, talked about ZeniMax, talked about Bethesda. That first six months, that's why I believe they were still shooting for this year. Every interview, no matter who it was, brought up Starfield. (laughs) 
Starfield's going to be massive, people. Starfield is going to be the next big franchise from Bethesda. It is going to be, in my opinion, it will be uh, the earth-shattering kind of game that Skyrim was. Uh, There's not many RPGs that do that, uh, but I think this one will. It will take Mass Effect's storytelling because they can pull off that kind of storytelling, but just explode it out so that you get to explore the universe so much more than you do in a narrative-driven game like Mass Effect. But it's going to have that kind of impact, and uh, I, I simply can't wait. Yeah. I just I, the world's not ready for the impact that Starfield is <laughs> going to create. I think, it, I mean, Starfield could, like, you talk about mixed media and all this stuff. Like, it could transcend. Like, once it comes yeah. out, I mean, yeah, it's got to come out and it's got to hit. Yeah. Right. It's got to. It's got to come out and it's got to hit. Yep. I just have so much faith in it. Like, I'm thinking ahead. You know, unless like community destroys it, <laughs> but based on like. You know, like cyberpunk, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You never know. Like, you know, cyberpunk, a lot of that's also on the devs, right? And in their marketing department. Yeah. But like, yeah. let's say Starfield comes out and it has some bugs, like every Bethesda game studio ha- game has. Well, how will the world react in this day and age, right? I I hope that um, it doesn't, you know, get thrown under that kind of bus, you know. But we'll see. I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, again, nothing's impossible anymore. And I've seen so much craziness on, on social media now that it, obviously it wouldn't shock me. But again, Bethesda has so much love built up through the years that, you yeah. know, even as bad as 76 was, and yeah, people still bring it up to it's this good day. Now. It's good now. If you actually it's go good and now, it. And, and it actually all died off. And, and mm-hmm. again, unless people want to bring up the concern trolling and use it, they don't, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it's there. And people just understand, but they bought they built up so much goodwill for decades. Not not like CD Project Red, where they had basically one game one had game. built up all yeah. this goodwill, right? But this has got a lineage, and they've got some of the most iconic franchises underneath their belt, and it's the same team. That's the whole thing. It's yeah. the same team doing it. Uh, I think that you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, first of all, I don't believe it's going to come out as buggy as their normal games. I think they're taking this year to polish. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think that's why they did. That's why they pushed it a year was to make sure that it doesn't come out the same as some of their other games do. Uh, but they're going to embrace the modding community like they always have. They reinforce that again. Uh, they talked about how important it was, how that gives the game life beyond what they even expected to, because the modding community adds so much to it. And again, for anybody who doesn't know, Bethesda loves the modding community. And they actually hire people from the modding community to work at Bethesda Studios. Yeah. They they uh, they are one of the shining examples. Yeah, they've made some decisions that pissed off their modding community. And the anniversary edition didn't do the modding community any favors because it, it it did cause a lot of problems. But at the end of the day, that that's been around for ten years because Bethesda says we love you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Make whatever you want to make. Make our game even better. Go ahead, do it. They love that kind of stuff. So I can't wait to see what we get out of the modding community too. So, uh, man, just looking forward so much to Starfield, brother. Yeah. So I, much. we're on the same. We yeah. we drive mentally on so yeah. many different like things, yeah. like about the kind of games we get excited for. It's crazy. You like some things like OFK that I'm not pumped for, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. you know, it All is right. what it is. If know. one game can beat Starfield for game of the year next year, it's OFK. So yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, what 
I wonder what soundtrack is going to be better. That's like, uh, well, okay, wonder... obviously it's gonna yeah. Hit. I mean, it's going to have words in the music, so right, we're going to hear it on the radio. Yeah, I mean TikTok, <laughs> all that. You know? be Spotify number one. Trust me. Yeah, OFK is coming. People aren't ready. We are OFK. <laughs> we are OFK. Yeah. Oh God. I can't oh, wait God, to make some we... uh, TikToks for fun speculation using the OFK music. <laughs> can we have like? Can we have some kind of like? Volcano high slash we are OFK battle. Like there's got to be some kind of like competition involving those games. We got to figure it out, man. I don't know if Volcano High has any music though. But we might have to have like a co-stream. Oh, so there's like no I mean, music in Volcano High. I don't know. I can't see there being. But well, maybe there is. <laughs> there's, there's some. There's no game music. Period. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I think it's gonna be. I think Volcano High is okay. more gonna be like the sounds in the school and stuff. You know, of going to yeah. class. Well, what about menu music? Out. Main menu music. Yeah, there might be main menu. Well, I don't know what's gonna do, be though. Do, 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 it's gonna be simple. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 yeah, it's not gonna be OFK level. <laughs> Welcome to Volcano High. Rawr. Hey, uh, we got 15 minutes like left, Mav. Uh, of what uh, we normally we we don't actually have a time frame, so whatever. But uh, we did start late tonight. Um. Want to touch on uh, Series S blowing up? Yeah, let's touch it. Let's touch that Series S. Okay. All right. Let's touch the Series S. Pause. I'll touch it. Um, hey, listen, Series S. Unbelievable to some people. Some people said, eh, it was the only console available. But look, <laughs> I've done Series that S. Yeah, you have not done that in a while. The Series S. Uh, has, according to all types of news sources, dominated Black Friday. Series S supposedly outsold PS5, sold uh, outsold Series X, and outsold the Switch OLED even. So Series S did what it's supposed to do, Mav. It was available, and people went out on Black Friday and bought it. Now, we've had <laughs> all sorts but it's only available because nobody wants it, Pong. That's what people say. Yeah, people only bought it because nobody wants it. I right. saw that. that yeah. That, and how how do you come up with that statement and go, yeah, I'm going to put that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so we had all sorts of excuses and reasons why. And it seemed like nobody could just give credit where credit's due to Microsoft and Xbox. Uh, actually putting out a plan, first of all, originally having two consoles and saying this is the reason why they had two consoles in the first place, even though people want to say that was stupid and it was going to cause confusion. Why would you do that? Who's going to want a weaker console? Blah, 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 blah. Imagine a two trillion, two and a half trillion dollar market cap company having a plan, Mav. Imagine a billion dollar division with inside that company actually thinking about things through and saying, you know what? We've seen this before in this industry. People buy a weaker console. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't matter to the masses. To a lot of the masses, it doesn't yeah. matter. They just want to play the games. They just want to play the game. Anybody heard of we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. One of the greatest selling consoles of all freaking time. Oh, that's right. Underpowered to no get out. Had none of the next gen features that the other consoles at the time were promoting. But yeah, it sold sold everybody. Another Why example. Is that? Look at the Switch. Switch. Right? The Switch is exactly like, now is a toy yeah. compared to the yeah. compared to the competition, yeah. and it still right. sells like crazy. Right. 
And of course, you, I can hear the comeback. Well, we got Nintendo IP behind it. Yeah, you're right. But at the end of the day, what is it doing? It, it creates accessibility. When you have a, even if it's a lesser powerful version of what we have Series X-wise or PS5-wise, right? But yeah. you give everybody access to the same content that the big boys have at a much cheaper price, lowering that barrier to entry, and then on top of it, the cherry, you have a service like Game Pass that offers the diversity of gaming that the masses are looking for. Not everybody out there waits for the AAA home runs. Not everybody out there just, ha- just sits around waiting for the exclusives dropped or even cares what an exclusive is. You present to a family who is looking to get into gaming has a couple of kids, is a younger couple, and says, hey, we don't want to necessarily invest all this money because we're not going to play it all the time. But our kids are going to play it. We're going to play it sometimes. And they go to a store, and they got the sales rep there going, or they've heard now because it's the ripple effect is happening. Hey, what's this Game Pass thing I keep hearing about? Oh, wait. So you guys don't have the, the, the five, $600 one in stock. Okay. Well, that I wasn't looking to buy that anyway. Oh, but wait, you got this $300 console here that allows me to play the same games that these guys over here are playing. And I can get game pass for a dollar for the first you know month, three months, whatever it is at this point. And it's only 15 bucks after that, but I get to try it out and I get to see what it is. I've been hearing a lot about this game pass thing. You're telling me that you honestly believe that that wasn't a plan that Microsoft and Xbox had all along. And now we've heard from reliable sources that the decision was made earlier this year to start moving production over to the Series S versus the Series X because because of the lower specs, they get two Series S's for every one Series X. So they decided to shift their focus and said, guess what? Chip shortage. We're not going to have a lot of consoles anyway. Let's maximize the ability that we do have and give everybody the opportunity to go get an S. And oh, by the way, for everybody out there who has a PS5 or a Switch and wants a companion console that plays some of our exclusives like Halo and Forza Horizon 5, which are going to be out this holiday. Oh, we're going to be able to offer them this low entry point right here to get into our ecosystem. You don't think that they might have had that in the back of their heads? When they were doing this whole thing, yep. Matt, were you shocked and odd when you heard that the Series S was the best-selling console during Black Friday? Were All you of- one of those people wondering how this could happen, or just simply saying, "You know what? It's the only one available." So people just settled. People just settled. People just went in there with a pocket full of cash and said, "You know what? You don't have the other ones. Ah, just give me an S because it's here." I am on record as saying <laughs> that I believe. By the end of this console generation, the Series S will be the number one selling console. That's not including the Switch, because that's not a console. Uh, and it's, I mean, that's a handheld market. Plus, also, that's last generation as well. So I'm talking about this generation coming up. PS5, Xbox, moving forward. I think the Series S will outsell any PlayStation or Xbox console. And I, I'm on record of saying this before on, I don't remember if it was one of the earlier episodes of the Xbox Ultimate or whatever. But it just makes sense. It's You got to put yourself out of the 
Twitter, social media, fanboy, console warrior, um, diehard, hardcore gamer mindset. You gotta st- you gotta take yourself step step back and imagine you're a mom or dad and you don't know shit about video games, right? Except you played Mario when you were a kid or you heard about this Halo game or you heard about God of War or you heard, heard about this or that. You dabbled a little bit, went over at a buddy's house or something. You got these kids and guess what? They're getting to be like 10, 11 years old. And what are they asking for Christmas or their birthday? Every single time it comes around, they're asking for video games. They're asking for a game console. This is kind of the way it's been ever since we were kids, right? Now, yep. what normally wins out? when people have a budget, right? Price and value, okay? Xbox has been leading the way with accessibility, low barrier of entry to make it easier for people to get into gaming. That's been one of Phil Spencer's things. He doesn't care what device you play on, where you play, and they want to make it more accessible, right? So is it surprising that the cheaper console that has a service on it that you can pay a low monthly price and play hundreds of games is the number one selling console this holiday? No. And the other reason is it's easier to get to market. It's easier to put on shelves, right? Um, Because of all these things. It's going to be easier to lower the price if they ever deem necessary. Think about next year. It's about two hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, so just like just look, and, and then you see what they're doing with the cloud, right? Okay, you get this device, and then it's going to be able to play the, all the cloud stuff if you got a good internet connection. You know, um, what the way that I could imagine being a being a kid. Okay, back back. I mean, I I remember opening the Nintendo sixty four, the freaking SNES, and all that stuff. I imagine I put myself back then, okay? Christmas time. I open up the Series S. I plug it in. I put in the code for Game Pass. I get a month for free. I automatically have all of these games to play. Automatically. And guess what? They look good. And they run well on the device. It is it is resolution be damned. The textures and the quality of the graphics in the games are great. Uh, most games run at 1080p or higher. Some of them at 1440p. There's even instances where they go above that. 60 frames, 60 frames. is attained <laughs> in performance mode on most of these games, which is way better than the last gen. Uh, I can attest to the games that my daughter plays. She doesn't like to play on a 1X anymore. She likes to play on, the, on her Series S. She loves her Series S. She gets to play Fortnite. Looks better on the Series S than it does on the 1X. I've seen them both on a 65-inch screen, comparatively. It was a way better experience. The load times. All of these benefits you get still. And guess what? You still get high-quality, big games. Starfield is going to be playable on the Series S. Right? Um... Like, it's just, 
you look at all this, you, you say, oh, like when you, we were talking about Nintendo, yeah, they got that whole thing of their Nintendo games behind it, right? They're only capable of putting a certain types of games on that device, really, right? Xbox doesn't have that limitation. You can have games like Starfield going to Series S. Series S and the Switch are the same price. The Series S and the Nintendo Switch are the same price. And you're getting Halo, you're getting you're getting freaking Starfield, you're getting Forza. Forza Horizon <laughs> 5, you're getting um all these other multiplats, all these big multiplats, you're getting all this stuff. Yeah, you don't you don't get Met- Metroid Dread, right? You don't get Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. But you get all of these games, all of this content, so much chorus. We were just talked about chorus, right? All of this stuff you're gonna get to play on a Series S. It's about the games, and that's what Xbox is bringing. So people that want to play these games and want the lowest barrier of entry, two hundred ninety nine dollars for a family is a great deal. And if you want the premium experience, you want you want to go and hey, I want the best experience. You're either gonna go to crazy high budget PC or you're gonna get a Series X, right? For the console gamer like me. I'm getting a Series X. And that option is available too. And that's who was buying the console initially is the hardcore's got to be there day one. Right? We are moving past that phase. This is the console have been out for over a year now. We are now into the mass market phase of these sales numbers are going to keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. They've all been doing great. PlayStation's sales have been doing great. Xbox sales have been doing great. They haven't been able to keep them on shelves. But now the Series S, like you said, the, that plan is coming to fruition. The mass market is going to start diving in on this. And guess what? Word of mouth is going to start spreading, Pong. That word of mouth is going to start spreading. Those kids are at school. It already is. And they talk about, hey, I got a Series S. Oh, my gosh, I was playing this. I was playing that. I was playing this. Have you played Halo? Have you played Forza? Have you played this? Have you played that? And their friends are going to want one, right? Let me, let me give you an anecdotal right here. Since you're on the topic, let me give you an anecdotal. Wife's youngest, 14. Yeah. yeah. Lives in California with his dad. Okay. Uh-huh. He's coming up here for Christmas, right? Yeah. His dad's an Xbox guy. He's got a Series X. And uh kid kid has an old Xbox One that we traded in his PlayStation 4 before he left mm-hmm. last year, right? He wanted an Xbox. Only can find him Xbox One. So we got him Xbox One. So this year, calls up the wife. Wife's saying, what do you want for Christmas? He goes, he goes, look, mom, I, I, dad just handed me down his old 4K TV, right? Because dad upgraded to OLED, yeah. hand him down an old 4K 60 TV, right? Whatever it is. He said, but I don't care about that. He goes, he goes, all my friends at school are wanting to play Halo. He goes, I need to get on a new Halo. He goes, I need to upgrade this Xbox One. He goes, can I have an S? So yeah. guess what we got him? We got an MS. Yeah. But he said, all of his friends at school, for PlayStation kids are asking for S's for Christmas. All of his friends said, we're all getting on Halo. We're all getting on Halo because they've been watching everybody stream it now. And they were like, we want to get on Halo. And they're all PlayStation kids. And he said, finally, everybody's coming over to Xbox. He goes, I need to get the S mom. So we got him the S, but it's happening. That that word of mouth is already spreading. Bunch of 14-year-old kids talking together, like you just said, Matt. That's what happens. Yeah. it's it's That's an awesome story, man, because like... I, like I love I love hearing things like that because it's like what what you think that's gonna happen is actually happening now because all 
all it took the next step for Xbox, besides they, they nailed the hardware, they're nailing the services, was finally get these games out that we yep. knew were coming, right? We knew we knew they were coming, and then they start hitting on with like Psychonauts, Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon Five, Halo now, and Halo's got a name, right? It's got a name people recognize. It's got a history, you know, and when people start talking about it, they're going to start paying attention because it's all the marketing going on, all the media stuff going on, all the streamers playing it. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, and guess what? It's, it's a lot less daunting to ask your parents for a series S than it is a PS five or a series X. Right. Um, plus the parents go, I can't find one. Yeah. <laughs> or they go online and they see scalpers for $800. Yeah. Right. And they're like, yeah, no F you kid. But yeah. if the kid goes series S now that everybody knows they're available, it's easy to find. Right. It's, it's been available at target now for the past two weeks. I've been seeing them at my local target. They always have two on hand at least. Yeah. So it's 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 happened man like they're 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 that that's the trojan horse yep is that a series s right and then once they start getting involved in the ecosystem understanding all these things they're going to start talking about all this stuff and we're we're seeing uh, we're seeing we're seeing the tides shift that's not to say that playstation is not going to still do well i think they are because they're going to have the 2022 with yeah. the, all the games they got coming around, everybody's gonna want to play those things too, right? They got yep. it. They got a a slate coming for 2022 that is going to hit hard, and they're going to do great uh, as well. And it's great to have this console that has these types of experiences and and services, and then this console that has these type of experiences and services. And we all have our preferences about what what kind of games we like more. Maybe this platform has more of these types of games that I like more, but I think Xbox is getting that mind share now. Right. Yeah. Um, it is growing strong. So man, uh, it was a lot of, it, it took them a long time to get to this point. It was a deep hole that they dug, man. It was was very, very, they were going to get out of the business, man. That ain't no joke, but to to see the back from that, man, that they're, that they're, they're, (laughs) Beating Switch, they're beating PlayStation, they're beating Series X with the Series S. They're they're, they're beating everything with the Series S uh, at around the ho- holiday after I think Black Friday or whatever the reports yep. were. You know, is like, um, man, it's crazy. Hey, that's the world we live in now. Xbox is uh, rising, coming back. It's yeah. coming back. Now we'll see. Like, if they got work to do internationally, like with some of the territories, right? Um, still not making things as available and marketing wise and all this kind of stuff. Like they just made a, a huge hire over on the East. Yeah. Which has been a major problem. We won't dive into here, but um, big problem. The generations previous that they've had, especially in the East, right? Japan, Korea, China, all of it. Now India is hiring local people to get that local feel for what's going on over there. Yeah. Well, they just hired a guy who's worked for Blizzard in Japan as a marketing, uh, as the director of marketing uh-huh. for Blizzard. Uh, and then he's been at a couple other companies, uh, both in Japan, Korea, and I think he had some uh, Chinese territories as well. They just hired a local guy to head up their marketing over there Yeah. for that region. Nice. That's a local That's hire, nice. right? 
because those are the people that you need on the ground that understand what you're missing, that you're not hitting when you're talking about yeah. those different cultures. And we know that's been one of the big areas that Xbox has missed out on constantly. Huge, huge hire. They're taking, again, we don't, we don't need to know. We, we already do know that, that Xbox is serious, serious this time around, but they're doing things that show how locked in they are right now. And this, yeah. what this means again, 2 billion, 3 billion people in a joke. They're going for it. Yeah. So, but the series S, this is going to be the longest generation too. Now we're hearing the chip shortage potentially running into 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is going to be the longest generation ever to have a console like the series S that does not require the same silicon that a series X does to be able to produce more of that cheaper less powerful, but still can run everything the Series X does console to have that option, which the competition does not have, is a huge, huge win. They probably had the, I mean, we know they had the plans, but they obviously didn't see the pandemic happening. They didn't see the chip shortage happening, but because they got that little, that little Series S sitting there, they are reaping the benefits in this generation Guaranteed. Like I, I, like before I was going out on a limb and saying eight to 10 years, I now say 10 years is not out of the question by any stretch of the imagination. Well, you got to add to the fact that yep. with cloud streaming, what it's going to turn yep. into. Correct. Like it Correct. doesn't even really like, you know, silicone is it, irrelevant at that point. And that they knew, you know? right? Yeah. That they had figured out when the pandemic hit. What did they do, man? We now know for a fact they sacrificed Series X consoles. They sacrificed people getting Series X consoles to make sure those server blades were upgraded ahead of schedule for this holiday season for this exact reason. And they pushed up the schedule as far as when they were going to offer cloud streaming to the consoles for this reason, because now I can take my old Xbox One VCR sitting right here. I can put that in my bedroom and I can stream any game that the Series X plays. Yeah. Yeah. Is is it going to be 4K? No, it ain't going to be 4K, but guess what? It's going to be 1080 60. Easy. Yeah. And that and again, that's the magic that Xbox and Microsoft had the plans in place, but again, the pandemic pushed everything forward, but because they had done so much back-end work and all this thought went into what their strategy was going to be looking into the future, they are now going to reap the benefits. They are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in this industry. That's why you see deals like Sega saying, hey, can you help us? Can you help us get on board? Can you help us get on track for the future? Why? That's why. Because they thought about this stuff. And that's why it's ridiculous when people say, well, it's the only console available. No, 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 no. It's called strategy. Give credit where credit's due. I give Sony credit when they do things. I give Nintendo credit when they do things. Nothing but respect to the hustle over there. They know what they, they're doing. Again, give. It's time. It's time. All you people who downplayed Xbox, you had every right to last generation. They made a big screw ups and they dug themselves a hole. You had every right to criticize and to say they're doing it all wrong and they didn't know what they were doing over there. Start giving credit though now. They know what they're doing. They have a plan in place. They've had a plan in place since about 2018 and it's starting to show up now. Yeah. Would we all have liked it to show up a lot sooner? Of course. Of course yeah. we would have. But guess what? Give credit where credit's due. Start giving Microsoft that 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 praise that they now deserve for thinking about this stuff ahead of time because it's working. Yeah. And it's going to continue to work. It's like, so. it's weird to live in reality, right? Like instead yeah. of this, Hey, 
Uh, there was a lot of times where people were like, but Xbox says no games. Xbox says no this. When you know that there's like 50 games in development by major studios yeah. and they just acquired like 10, right? Like, right. but still right. Xbox, what, they haven't come out with anything this year. Like, hey, they got like freaking all these people working on the shit. You want them to just freaking like pull it out of their ass, you know what I mean? And give you right. and give you shit. No, they want to make good games, right? So it's going to take them some time. They the, the last few years, the lack of first party big franchises and IP and games was not because of the last couple of years. It was because of the years prior when they had made all of those mistakes, went down the wrong paths, closures of studios, letting people go, uh, um, didn't know what they were doing, almost moved on from gaming, potentially. Uh, there was internal. Um, some people right. didn't think it was worth Struggle. it. Some people were fought for it. You know, yep. Guess what? The people that fought for it won out. And we're now finally starting to reap the benefits of all the work that everybody that has been on this Xbox ride and has been talking about it, has been seeing these things, has been paying attention to all the acquisitions, has been paying attention to the games in development, has been paying attention to the moves that they're making. We're seeing all the benefits now and the casual market and all the naysayers and all the people that were hating on it irrationally still the last couple of years, even though all the investments they were making, they're finally, they have no talking points. Now, if you come out there and say Xbox has no games, you sound like a moron, <laughs> right? You you can't you can't have those talking points anymore. You can't you can't go out there and say that shit anymore because it, it, guess what? You already looked like an idiot to those that people that knew, but now you look like an idiot to everybody, right? So they 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 have won over the mind share of the media again. And oh yeah, now now the media are Xbox shills. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, did you <laughs> now, see that one post? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Now, now that yeah. now that now the media has paid Xbox shills, even though they've been all over PlayStation for the past six, seven years. Now one year because yeah. Xbox is doing things right. Oh god, they're all paid Xbox shills. They couldn't possibly like yeah. Xbox just because Xbox is doing things right. No, that couldn't be the case, man. That couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, as, as a primary xbox gamer even last gen right like it it was rough you know at times right like you didn't have as much excitement and you're just kind of playing whatever and um i always liked the ecosystem the most and the services there was a lot of good stuff but hearing all that noise right you know just like hmm. i i it, it is crazy how the tides have turned and um they have crawled out of that chasm i mean it's fun to watch it's yeah. fun to watch man i love this stuff i love it i love the chess battles i love yeah. the business side of things i love watching a company put a plan together coming back and again i've seen this so many times again when you go back through decades this is nothing new the ups and downs of gaming have been real for every company yeah again sega was top of the world at one point they no longer are in the console business, and it only took them a generation and a half. But now they're making a resurgence again. Now they're coming back because yeah. they're getting their shit together and because they're figuring it out and they're looking to the future, right? And they're getting a plan together. And that's what happens. 
Yeah. But again, this happens constantly. I just love it. And again, I cheer on every time. Again, PlayStation was PlayStation had their own trip up. PS3, right? They they had their own screw up. They were down and out. They've come out and said they were almost out of the gaming business. Yeah. Right. Because the PlayStation 3 cost them so much. Right. Yeah, that thing was happened like 99 at launch. <laughs> oh God, man. I remember that. I remember that. I was Crazy. like, screw the same way, same thing I said to the Xbox when they started talking TV, 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 TV. I was like, you know what? Nah, you guys ain't speak my language. But PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 were coming out. I was like, Sony, what are you doing? No. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm done with you. I'm not doing you. You could wait. You could wait. I'm Xbox this time around. That, that's the way I roll. But that's what's great about watching this and, and to see what's happened. Because, again, competition is better for everybody. And yeah. right now, we can see it. We can see what's happening right now. Sony has to invest more. Sony has to look elsewhere, right? Nintendo can do their own thing. They've created their own little pond. But Sony's going to invest more. Sony's going to bring multiplayer games even though they haven't had to do that they're going to do that again why because xbox is having success right that's what happens in this industry it pushes everybody forward or you get left behind that's how it works and xbox is leading the way this generation again just give credit where credit's due you spent all these years kicking a dog while it was down now that it's gotten back up and it's figured things out give it some praise it's not going to hurt you to do that there, there's no way you can hold that much hate for a plastic box, yeah. right? There's just no way. And if you do, as I say on living split screen, get some help. Get some help. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say to you. If you have that much hate for a plastic box, man, get some help. Yeah. All platforms, I want them all to succeed. I, you know what I mean? Um, there are certain things I want more from certain things, right? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's human nature. But wanting stuff to fail is is weird right it is it's a weird trait we're wanting yep. something to fail mm-hmm. wanting what 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 is the benefit or reward for anybody i hope somebody or a, a business that makes entertainment to fail yep. you know what i mean and, and it's like there's like an agenda from some people out there to create that, you know? Yep. Um, but that's not what we're about. I, I want PlayStation to kill it and, yep. and keep doing great. I want Xbox to do great. I, I want I want Nintendo to start doing... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want Nintendo to get back into the into my heart. Uh, bit, you they know, aren't going to, really. I, they're just a fish in their own pond. Yeah, yeah okay. they are. I'm Nintendo. Don't care. Yep. But that's okay. As long as we got the two major players rolling, we're fine. Amazon to scare them both. We're good. That's what drives this industry forward. So, and look, we are reaping the benefits again. I I can't explain how good it is to people who weren't around back in the day, man. I just can't. The kids don't Uh, understand. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. Like I made my post the other day. I said, the kid me would never have believed this future. Would, yeah. it, for gaming the, would never have believed it put it into perspective right you're a, an xbox kid okay you remember going to toys r us when you're a kid and they didn't have games on the shelves back then they right. had, they had this the wall of plastic sleeves with the card <laughs> insert yeah. in it and you yeah. took the insert out and you walked yeah. up to the magic counter yeah. you walked up to the magic counter the window in the wall 
and you handed them your little your little sheet and they gave you the game right now imagine you're that same kid today's day and age you go up to that wall and it's yep. full of all these games yep 14.99 a month <laughs> you get to play all of them. play all of them unlimited <laughs> on your fucking phone <laughs> if you want yeah. to you can like you can be like I'm just gonna pull out my phone and play this game. I'm gonna pull out my phone, play this game. I'm gonna go home, play it on my big screen TV. I'm gonna go home, play it on my computer. I'm gonna play it on whatever. That's the day. Yep. That's the way it is today. Yep. Kids don't understand it. Back then, you only got that special trip to Toys R Us every once in a while, a couple times a year maybe, and you got one yep. game. One game. Got to pick one my- game, and what a decision that was. My two week allowance would pay for all those games each month. It's just, it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy to think about. God, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah kids you just don't understand. Taking out the trash and getting enough money to yep. pay for hundreds of games. Games. Yeah, exactly. Mowing man. the lawn once, you got your whole month of Game Pass paid for. God, oh my God. <laughs> those lucky bastards. I know, I know. These lucky I know, bastards, so get... these privileged little shits running around everywhere. <laughs> Not garbage games either. You get Halo. No. You get Forza Horizon 5. You get all the big shots. <laughs> and then they complain about progression. Right. <laughs> Cosmetics. <laughs> but my allowance doesn't let me buy the doesn't let me buy the black and blue skin. Oh, uh, God. It's too much. I I hate grinding my levels. <laughs> I don't like this, this monetization. I feel like I'm being predator but they said they're gonna fix it they're not <laughs> fixing it fast enough oh, yeah Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyways that's a whole My other topic God. man we killed it two hours 20 minutes brother yeah we could sit here and teach the kids all something oh boy uh anyways this was a great episode uh chat you guys were amazing uh absolutely absolutely great uh what just happened thanks for stopping in here uh, I think I saw Lord Roughness in the chat. Good <laughs> to see you, brother, uh, for sure. Um, everybody who's still hanging out with this gaming filter, you were in here. Big Bad Mo, great to see you, man. I uh, love seeing you in the chats. Hey, uh, thank you all for joining us uh, tonight on uh, this episode of PM in the PM. Hope you gave you some entertainment. The chat was going by fast. Um, that usually means that we're talking about stuff that you guys want to talk about. Uh, again, we are not an Xbox only show. <laughs> well, are you sure? Like, look, <laughs> look, no, I know what look, about. Xbox is just dominating. Like Mav and I were just talking about that's why, you know, that's why it's being talked about all the time now is because they're dominating news cycles because of what they're doing, because they're doing it so well right now. Right. And it's just a time to celebrate it. I'd love to talk about other things, but right now that's what it is. Uh, but we did talk about Battlefield, which is third party, which yeah. is multi-plat and a fantastic franchise. Neither one of us want to see die. Uh, we talked about Starfield, which will be Xbox exclusive for anybody who still does not know that. Guess what? You're going to have to buy one of those S's, right? Or the streaming stick when they probably announce that next year uh, or get the app. But uh, yeah. you're going to have to be in this ecosystem if you want to play Bethesda titles and Starfield, you're going to want to play. I'm telling you that. Um, covered that. And then, of course, we finished it up with the S domination. So great night, Mav. Uh, great to be back here. Missed you last week, brother, uh, not doing the show. 
Uh, it was nice to have a break. I'm not going to lie uh, and just get some gaming in, but I do yeah. miss the shows. I do miss talking about this stuff, but um, you know what? Happy to be back here tonight. Glad we could do this. So Mav, tell everybody, tell everybody what you got going on. Uh, your hundred million shows are back. Uh, you're on 24 um, seven. Caitlin is now doing uh, product reviews, uh, which means you can stream even more. Uh, we won't go into that, but uh, Hey, Tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on, and uh, how you doing, brother? Yeah. Um, thanks also. Hey, I want to take a second. Uh, in the chat, I see some yeah. like awesome comments. So, like When you guys leave comments like that, it actually does mean a lot to uh, to us, Like uh, just to see like a, a positive stuff coming back. You know, uh, So super appreciate it. Um, Tony Grass says, thanks for the content, guys. One of the better shows going. Good job. Uh, thank you, uh, sir. Um, one of the better community members out there as well tony grasso for sure as well to you and uh yeah only on xbox so i'm glad to have people like pong and fun speculation in the community we love what you do bros yeah we love what you guys do too in the chat uh you guys are awesome appreciate everybody here um for the commentary and everything and uh, showing up for game streams or uh any of the any of the podcasts we do or uh random videos and i gotta get back to making some more videos and, and stuff you know but uh i gotta have the inspiration and in i guess next week you know we talked about you know there's been a lot of hate there's been a lot of xbox discussion the last year or so it ain't gonna change next week because guess what <laughs> halo's dropping finally right halo campaign um that's going to be an ongoing discussion for a long time so excited about that but uh if you guys want to check out this podcast on another platform try audio right um we got this going into spotify google podcast um apple podcast and more uh, as well as all of our other shows so if you if you can't catch us live catch us there or on demand here on YouTube um, as as well. So I appreciate all the audio listeners for our shows, um, including Xbox Ultimate, which the audio uh, listenership has been growing uh, steadily now for Xbox Ultimate podcast. So I appreciate all of that. Speaking of Xbox Ultimate, tomorrow night, Jasper is going to join us. You know, the fun poppyan uh, Jasper Gaming, the realist, as I call him, is going to join us on the Xbox Ultimate uh, tomorrow with the crew we're gonna have a blast we got lots to talk about some awesome discussion with the magnificent seven um and also fsp will be back as well on saturday with gaming key and also jasper not that's no, why not jasper fuzzy sorry now i'm getting all my <laughs> own shows mixed up. holy shit fuzzy belvedere will be there as well so shout out to, to those guys we have different dynamic on that show as well absolutely a blast and then mondays are tidbits catch me on tuesdays on double barrel gaming with mr boomstick on xbox after podcast with pong soul here as well and uh hey wednesday is fun pop we had a fun discussion last night about spider-man hawkeye and um all, all this fun stuff so i appreciate all you guys 100 percent. we love you and hey, Pong, did, yes, you, did you say everywhere where they can find you, sir? <laughs> no, but I'm going to. 
Uh, and you know what? Mav doesn't push it enough, but hey, if you guys are enjoying the content here as well on Fun Speculation uh, and you guys, uh, you know, want to want to help out in any way, shape or form. Look, he's got merchandise as well. So go check out the Fun Speculation merch. Uh, lots of stuff in there as well. Uh, go check it out. He's got something representing all of his shows. Again, he's building an empire. It's not built overnight, people. So, but if you're enjoying any of the content, you want to show it off, go check out the merch as well. Uh, you know what, Mav? This was a great show. Uh, yeah, you know man. what? I had a great time, man. Again, I forget how much I miss it. And chat, you guys are all amazing. And, and the comments are appreciated. You know I have nothing but love and respect for each one of you. Because that's where I started. Never thought I'd be here doing this in a million years. I had no aspiration to do podcasts. You're one of the best. Join this community. Right. God, no. God, no. You, you, you so are. Much to do. I mean, People know it. No, I wish I, I wish I could devote more time to it. Right. Uh, but real life comes first and you got to pay the bills. Right. So, but yep. uh, at the end of the day, I had no aspiration. I started out in that chat. I joined this community just to find people that thought the way I did about gaming that loved it, had a passion for it uh, and, and just really wanted to talk some of the nitty gritty uh, about it. Um, and that's what I found here. And I happened to find um, part of my extended family through uh, Mav and fun speculation and Caitlin uh, and this whole crew, the Magnificent Seven over here, uh, again, I, I, I say it from time to time, but I mean it, out of all this pandemic, out of all this crazy world that we are currently living in right now, the biggest, brightest spot in it is what I found in this community with all of you. And I love you. Yeah. Um, and that goes for everybody in chat as well. Uh, again, so many familiar names in there. Uh, and uh, so thank you all. Uh, appreciate it. Love you guys. Um, but uh, this has been a great show. Thank you for joining us on PM in the PM. You can find me, Pong Soul, Xbox, Twitter. You know the drill. Uh, otherwise, uh, tomorrow night, hopefully I'm going to be there. I might have to take the night off. But obviously, go check out Xbox Ultimate Fun Speculation Channel again. Uh, as he just said, be there Saturday morning, living split screen. This year, uh, this week will be a three-hour cap for me and Steel because my dad is in town and I'm going to see him Saturday afternoon. So we do have to keep it at three hours. So it will be a three-hour show, but it's going to be three hours on the nose. Uh, but be there, living split screen. My brother from another Steel Rain and I, live, raw, and uncut, like he uh, always says, we are going to bring you the Saturday morning energy you need to kick off your weekend, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, be there please come check us out we just passed 400 subs it was a big milestone over thanksgiving weekend uh we're on our way to a thousand we just want to keep building the community so yeah. living split screen split screen all one word shop podcast ptk blams channel saturday nights uh fuzzy belvedere friend of mav of course on fsp <clears throat> will be there and tidbits uh will be there as long with centurion and myself um so Join us, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. That's PTK Blam's channel, The Shot Podcast. You're going to love it. We end your Saturday night right. And then next week, as Mav said, Xbox Factor Podcast, Mr. Boomstick, Double Barrel Gaming is the channel over there. You know that. Mav, we got Archimedes, 3-Bit. Hopefully, he'll be rejoining us at some point if he ever stops working or visiting with his fan clubs or whatever he's doing. Uh, hope to have him back there as well. And, of course, Zemi Games and myself, all things Xbox, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, Xbox Factor podcast on Tuesdays. Otherwise, again, thank you all for joining us. PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM. For my co-host, Mav, thank you all. 
check you all later. Have a wonderful night. Play what you love. Love what you play because it is the golden age of gaming. And we will all talk to you soon. Have yeah, a man. great night, everybody. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Go play some games. Love you. Thank <laughs> you.